sit back and relax while you listen to the Train Kickers podcast. I'm Dave, and with my co-host Dan, and some guests we have tonight, we plan to go over the world of miniature wargaming. On this episode, we're going to go over Infinity the Game by Corvus Belli and discuss um, some things that would be of interest to new players or people who are potentially interested in getting into the game. Now, on to the show. So, how are you doing on this Monday night, Dan? Excellent, excellent. You know, just, as always, surviving the week until vacation, uh, whatever it takes, either Thanksgiving or Christmas. And, um, yeah, just tr trying to make it by. It's a short week, though, so that helps. Do you have school Wednesday? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a half day because... You know, you got to get that little bit of torture in you before you, you know, celebrate the Thanksgiving break. They started giving us off Wednesdays because the students wouldn't come and half the faculty wouldn't show up either. So, me included. So, they finally started giving us off. So, we only have to do two days, which is nice. Oh, no one's going to show up. No one's going to show up. I think my average attendance for that day is going to be maybe five kids in a classroom. But we have to show up. Uh, that sounds like movie day and paint some miniatures. Or assemble your infinity, which is tonight's topic. Yes, uh, yes. All right. So why don't we bring our um, guests in that we have? So we have uh, three guests with us tonight. Um, all people who are so Dan and I have some infinity. We've played in the past, but these are people who are better versed than could actually speak to this a lot more. So there'll be a, a particular interest to anyone who's listening who might want to get into the game, but also to us, so we learn a little bit more about what's been going on. So. Um, why don't we have you guys, you know, say hello. You can say a little bit, you know, about yourself if you want to give a little bit of your background so people maybe have an idea of, you know, your sort of basic gaming history or anything like that. Um, so why don't we start with you, Dexter? All right, yeah, no problem. All right, so um, I'm Dexter. Um, I'm on Discord and also ITS, I'm known as Dexter's Lab. Uh, I've been playing the game for about seven years. I'm also a Warcore for about five years. Um, basically, that's the equivalent to what like a Vanguard, uh, Press Ganger, or Pundit would be. And uh, yeah, that's about it right there. All right. So we'll go down the uh, down the list I have here to uh, Ulysses. Is that, am I pronouncing it right, Thun? Ulysses, but yeah. It's, Ulysses? It's a okay. A lot of S's. Yep. That's right. So, I was listening uh, to Dexter's uh, pronunciation, I think was my problem. <laughs> yeah, I think he does it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's it, see. Just, it just sounds cooler. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Um, extra. Uh, um. So I've been playing Wargaming for a while. Um, I've been playing Infinity as my main game for about three years uh, since N3. Um, as a Wargamer, I've spent pretty much my whole life. My brother got me into Wargaming very young with a pack of Gene Stealers, and I've been hooked kind of bouncing around for different game systems since. So... I've settled on Infinity as uh, my game of choice, um, and yeah, I've I've really kind of invested myself into it, and I find it a really rewarding and fun gaming experience. Very nice, because I I know from our pre-show uh, conversation a bit, it seems like it's that and BattleTech related things for you currently. Correct, correct, correct. I've kind of um, you know that sci-fi itch is really scratched between those two, but you know, big robots in different scale, and then it's I always feel like it's good. It's like you know, uh, caramel and salt, it just works really well because they're so dichotomous. So I think that, that that's what I like in my gaming habits, something different from the other one. So Refreshing. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
All right. And uh, that actually was a uh, chime in by our last uh, co-host for tonight. So Keenan, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Uh, my name's uh, Keenan. I've been playing Infinity on and off since N2. I uh, started in N2. I actually bought models in N1, never did anything with them. Um, and then actually played my first game in N2. Played two games in N2 right at the tail end. And then pretty much from N3 on. Um, I got started into mini wargaming through a buddy of mine introducing me to Mech Warrior, the computer games, and then me finding this old WizKids clicky tech Mech Warrior <laughs> game, which then led me to uh, classic battle tech, and uh, the poverty ensued from there. From there, it went 40k, and then I got a job and went over to. You know, it's kind of funny. I actually was trying to get into the clicky tech at one point. And it was great. It was I, great. No, the problem was is that it's it was just like magic. Everything is so freaking expensive when you're on like a high school. Um, when you you just make money on high school, whatever. You know. Yeah. No, it, it's <laughs> true. So I made the rational choice and went from that to forty k because that's much cheaper of a collection. <laughs> I don't I mean, believe that. <laughs> No, no, that's a lie. But yeah, that's how I ended up uh, ended up finally in Infinity. Was my pocketbook ran out, and <laughs> I found so, something that scratched the itch. So, so I'm going to take a, a, I guess, a host based point of privilege here for a moment. What is what's Clicky Tech? I know nothing of this. Oh I, my so god! I didn't yes. start oh, wargaming in any way until like yes. ten years ago. I've only so, been, or maybe fifteen now. So I, I don't know what is this. So it's yes. literally Battle Tech, but yeah. Hero Clicks. Yes. Yes. All the stats okay. were the, on the base. Yep. It was very. The were there was a forty-page rule book. It wasn't very intense, but it was um, me and one you of my buddies from school, and we just sit down opposite yeah. each other and play it for three hours until one of us ended up getting mad enough at the other one that we decided we needed to take a break. <laughs> I mean, you had booster boxes, so you didn't even know what mechs you had. So you would buy like these booster boxes that would contain a mech, a tank, and some infantry, um, and you would trade them. Like sometimes you get a an agri agro mech, which is literally just a construction mech with a buzzsaw, or you'd get an atlas. So it was it was it was actually a lot of fun and weird flex. I actually still have the Aurora dropship from Wizkids. Oh my, that's amazing! It's still in one piece. The doors are not broken. And I've been itching to break it out because we play Battletech, but I don't want to move it in the off chance it breaks. Well, I, I can dig out all my uh, my clicky tech mechs I still have somewhere if you ever want to get a game in. Don't tempt me. Satan, get out of here. <laughs> okay. That I I I, I you know, the more I learn about more more games and stuff like that as time has gone on. I have to say, I'm actually probably glad I didn't get into wargaming until later when I actually had money. Because had I started any of this stuff in like high school or early college career, I, I don't know what I would have done. I, I, yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same boat with you on that one. <laughs> and I, saw, I think I probably started latest out of all five of us, actually. Uh, when did yeah, I start? I started, I was not j just about grad school ish so like 15 years ago actually thinking about it but that was like D, &D to start and then i think i bought miniatures shortly thereafter so maybe 15 years but, all right gotta get him young 
Got to get him young like me. That's how you, uh, how you get him young. Easy. Stay broke for life. <laughs> well, pretty much. That's how it <laughs> oh God. I started when I was like 12 when Jersey yeah. gardens had a games workshop. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah, oh man. I guess the the good or the bad of growing up in the middle of nowhere, there was nothing like that. There was two restaurants within, you know, a 30 mile radius and stuff like that. So you you didn't see any sort of hobby store or anything like that. All right. Um we'll we'll lead a little bit into the news. Um since this is infinity focused, um just want to mention a little bit since we normally do a, a reasonable amount of GW stuff, just mention a few of their releases or, or pre-order stuff they have coming out but we'll go into more detail um next week so um for song of ice and Fu uh sorry uh for age of sigmar wrong game i was talking about my other chats earlier for age of sigmar um nothing currently they've actually been very quiet for a while but there's now have they've mentioned what the pre-orders for the future are going to be are for sigmar so they're finally coming out with dragons they have actually um changed their points and faq'd them before they've even released because they've been on the boat waiting for so long. They're first talked about since September. But I think Dan and I will discuss more of them next week. Because I do want to talk about those two giant dragon boys. Yes, yes, 100%. And they're dopey, dopey fucking faces. The bodies look great. The bodies yeah. are great. Yeah, the faces the fa are awful. The faces are way too long. Yeah, Weirdly no, humanoid and not like that. Um, 40k wise. Um, reasonably quiet as well. They're doing some made to order chaplains. In case you don't happen to have enough of those. Dungeon Bowl is actually supposed to be going on pre-order slash releasing in a few weeks. There's some other stuff for Necromunda, but we can discuss that later as well. Um, those are the sort of big things for um, some of the more prominent games. But we'll um, actually, honestly, for the first time, we'll go into some of the stuff that is coming out for Infinity. So, um, we can do it either way. Um, so we put down they have some new releases coming out. They also have some coming soon or things that have released. They also have some coming soon. So I put down if people have anything in particular of them they think is of interest. Wizard of Mendoza. That's all that matters. That's yeah, all that matters. Uh, <laughs> it's it's, it's actually kind of funny. Like Ulysses was actually talking about this at the last one we were doing where oh. we've kind of like. You kind of like shit talked it a little bit, not too much. Oh, absolutely. No, Mendoza. <laughs> yeah, I Mendoza. Think, Why I did you shit think? talk Mendoza? Mendoza's great because he's he's uh, a little expensive for his points cost. I is what I I would say that it's a generous criticism, but that's my personal style. Yeah. I think that like with the new pre-orders that are coming out, the two that come really strike to me to mind is the Zon's remote pack. So Infinity is a game yes. where. This transition from right now is like exactly at that nexus of when Infinity is transitioning from a purely metal uh, unit set of models, which is like beautiful and gorgeous. And they're well known. If you look through their gallery, it's like you're going to find something you like. Um, but now they're moving it over to this like um, this uh, Stoyocast. I forgot the exact Stoyocast. Yeah, Stoyocast. Yeah. yeah. They call yeah, it like thermal, like something. I don't remember the name. Yeah. And it's, it's a, really. It's like a thermo injected resin almost, right? Yeah. And like That's it's weird. supposed to be. I haven't really. I've had my hands on a few models. I haven't actually built one yet. Um, but I think that this is like an interesting direction because for an, a, a brand that is based, like to me, almost is a premium metal brand. Uh, for their miniatures, how they design and how you, 
the consumer build them is really interesting. So them being moving into this new medium is like, you know, they, they roll with the punches as a company pretty well. So I think getting your hands on one of those remotes and building with them is a really good idea to see kind of how strong they are on that, um, on that transition, which I think they're probably going to do. Okay. Um, and also kind of like what to expect from the future. Um, so I think that like, if you want to get these larger models, they, they seem more convertible. Um, something, something to check out if, if, if building miniatures is, is a, is a, is a passion of yours in the, in that sense of like models and materials and stuff. One thing to note on that though, is you should do a wee bit of research beforehand because they don't quite react the way standard harder plastics react. Oh, that's a, yeah. What they terms like, are you talking about? Like as far as sanding and gluing. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I heard about that. Yeah. You have to, you have to just, I mean, I don't think it's like egregious, but you just have to do a little bit of uh a little bit of different prep than you would if you were working on uh, GW plastics. And it does allow them to get out some of these. So infinity, and I guess obviously going later on, but why this is a good month, few months of releases, uh, November and December is because they're coming out with the polar Polaris bear team, which is like, first of all, Thank a you. bear bear, oh, like who doesn't God. love that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I already, Oh man, I, I'm having a hard time wondering if I'm just going to yell at either one of you guys to like make me a, a really big chain rifle. So I just buy two boxes and just cut that, uh, that body oh, shot that, enough. Yeah, how dare you? How dare you keep that hammer? I can throw one. I said the boarding shotgun. He's talking about the gun. You got to keep the hammer. It's like like perfectly modeled to like put like a Vostroika like gulag flag revolutionary. Exactly. That too. Just (laughs) chop the hammer off, put the flag on. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that like um, this is a very interesting month. Like within the company and its production but also like they're coming out with these remotes which if you play the game remote a pack of remotes is usually a must for almost any faction you're playing so um that's kind of a key one to come out and also everybody's been wearing, waiting for this, these big bear pods to come out and finally get their hands on them so i'm excited now, now, now when i look at that box i'm looking at composition because i didn't realize they started doing their thermoplastics yet um i know they had talked about it but i wasn't aware they actually had started I noticed on that particular pack, it says some of the miniatures in this product are made of thermoplastic. Is is it the bear? Yeah, it's the bear. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because what they're basically doing is um, anything that's on twenty five mil like units specifically, they're trying to keep those as metals. It's for now. mainly yeah for now, but you know, from my understanding, it, that's what they want to keep it as. Um, remote like bots and anything bigger they're going to do in silocast and it's mainly because they don't want to be tied down to the price of metal and because if they were to continue on um those boxes would actually be a lot more expensive than what it would be right now so so that sounds like um from from at least from what you've heard that their hope is to keep the small things in metal even going forward that's what my understanding is i haven't like looked into it too much yeah and all subject to change if the price of metal really starts getting even higher than it already has been. Yeah, but like to be honest, like the bigger stuff, I actually don't mind being in plastic. Like in my opinion, the audience is split into three different ways: the ones that like it, the ones that don't like it, which is probably a little bit bigger than the ones that don't I mean, that do like it, and then the ones that just don't care, which is me. Like for me, for instance, I use a magnetic um, case. When I went to Rumble, and you're on a plane. I must have freaked out every time we hit made a landing, 
because <laughs> all I remembered hearing was crunk, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then, like when I went to go check it, it was just it was just strong. The, the polarity of the magnets were just strong enough that it held everything together. Nice. But you know, at least the, you know, at least the plastics, I don't have to worry so much. Plastic doesn't explode when it tips over. Yeah. <laughs> I think that this is like an interesting setup because when GW went to fine cast, that yeah. was like. I, I don't, int- I, right, exactly. Like, there's nothing else to add to that sentence. Whereas, like, <laughs> GW's models are designed kind of very, very different from Infinity models. Um, the older school Infinity stuff is, like, almost Malifaux level, like, construction and, like, disregard for the builder. And then I think <laughs> disregard that... Disregard like, for all human um, decency. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, hey, I do think that, like... <laughs> yeah, you're like, here's a spider and it's 17 pieces. And you're oh. like, it only has eight legs. <laughs> so oh my god. So Rich actually put together the um not the tigers, the other the other combined uh beastie things. Oh, oh the Praetas. Yeah, the Praetas. Yeah. And he was just complaining like how while they're just drying, like the face starts falling off, the little um the little space wiener falls off. It was like Jesus dude, just just hit it with zip kicker and end it there but it seems like they've they've done a really good job of transferring and that's why i'm like uh if i were to go into another space game i would probably look at in this scale i would probably also be looking at infinity models because i do believe that their quality of miniature particularly the recent generation over the past like let's say three to five years have been pretty great and so this medium transport, like I'm willing to deal with whatever kind of a medium does, the medium kind of issues are and kind of work through that. I'll destroy a remote or something every once in a while. But like, the truth is like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it's more shocking that it's not heavy considering like infinity, almost every model you have has that like old school nineties weight to them. So it being a plastic model makes it feel like it, it like, Triggers that like um, eBay resin kind of like uh, knockoff uh, build in my head immediately when you like touch something and it's like doesn't have the same mass. But I'm really excited because it looks like that they're going to have the opportunity to, to, to maintain their clarity of design, which I think is what is an identifying factor of, of Corvus, Belli, Corvus Belli CB. So mm-hmm. I think as long as they can maintain that, I'm willing to work with the material cost as long as it supports um, the growth of the game. So that's kind of where I'm at. I, this is just an interesting month because that is the, the, the big question to ask, you know, about yeah. what you're buying. As, as and the models so far I've seen in person have been beautiful. Yeah. They're, they, look, they look almost the same as a metal mo- model to me. It, isn't it supposed to be the same, um, the same molds and all? I thought, it, I thought that was actually one of the reasons they went to the particular thermoplastic and all is because they can reuse what they already had. They didn't have to redo it all. It's a uh, similar it's a similar method. I don't think it's exactly the same as like the spin cast method, but it's very similar. They've but had to I'm cut not, a few I'm pieces really sure. here. There's yeah. like a head of one thing that's like, uh, so the most recent big bad remote that came out, its head was... A separate part on the metal and then mm-hmm. in the this new thermoplastic it's actually attached to the body but mm-hmm. i don't think okay. that's like something you're going to notice because you're almost never going to everybody who gets these new models is not going to have the ability to compare between metal and thermoplastic so oh yeah of course that you're not gonna you're you're in the end not going to worry about it you're just gonna be like 
why does he have one jetpack here and then the other one I have to glue on? That's just, but that's just part of design model and process anyway. Uh, any other particular things that are either have just come out or that are coming out that people find particularly interesting? <clears throat> I know at least as someone who still has to put together all this O12 stuff, um, anytime you get a Pravati is very useful, I find oh. at least. Oh, yeah, the new and that. Uh, did you say a Parvati? You yeah. did say Parvati. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the I like I like the model. It It's a nice looking model. The uh, the tournament exclusive one was nice, but sometimes sometimes they end up their exclusive model ends up blowing their their general release one out of the water. But uh, this one, I think they're they're pretty even. They're both pretty, pretty nice models. I mean, you uh, can't lie. You're still going to buy it anyway. No, I'm actually not this time. I mm -hmm. uh, this time, this time, this time I'm not. Uh, yeah. No, guys, just just for reference, he's getting married. That's why. Uh, <laughs> well, well, congratulations. Maybe. Yeah. Congratulations. You just put an Xbox on your wedding registry, like I did. No one gets <laughs> yes. it. No one gets yes. it for you, but it's hella fun. Not, yeah, not yeah. to be long winded on the uh, on the on the other releases coming out, but in terms of. In terms of yeah, uh, in terms of um, Corvus Belly, they're also doing something unique, which is they are releasing these like huge three hundred dollar army packs. Which uh, I don't know if they've done anything to that price point. I'm looking at the so. Pan Oceania one right what now. What site are you on? I'm on the. Oh, that's that's they're, they're coming soon. Okay. Yeah. If you look on their like, coming soon, it's some oh, of the end things they have there. It's yeah, available the 16th of December. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, it's just in time for Christmas. Yeah. Right. Just in time for me to... Damn it. Well, I think they're also doing some Black Friday deals specifically with those. Yeah. Yeah. They 300 are. bucks is a lot in Infinity Dollars, um, I would say. Like, if I were to... If, I, if somebody were to ask me how much is your initial investment into the game... If somebody said, "Well, I'm expecting to spend 300 bucks," uh, I would assume they're building out like an entire faction, at least two armies. That just, to me, from I, I mean, Infinity is a game where you get some stuff and then you play, and then a guy's like, "This should be an HMG," and then you go and buy that, and then so it does eventually become that amount. But as an initial investment, which is what this seems uh, sold to, um, You'll have a lot of options here. It's more than one army list worth of models. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of toys yeah. here, but I don't know if they necessarily gel. It's a lot of like, what's the recent new stuff? Like the Kunai Ninja is in there. Like that army yeah, no doesn't use that no miniature ever. Yeah. Yeah. Not that it's not available. It's just more than it's, it's it's not even a bad option in mm -hmm. some sectorials. Yeah, I mean, it. I mean, there's like a doctor and a machine. So basically, in an to kind of translate it down to those who don't play Infinity, um, you, GW gets a lot of criticism for their like army boxes, and then around this time they kind of give you a little bit of a deal. Um, yeah. I would say that this feels a lot more of their normal army boxes, where you're like, I want this and I want this, and that's a model that I can't buy as an individual. Like there's like the uh, Nisei sniper and like there's a few Swiss other guard. things yeah the swiss guard and a few other things and like their new cutter and their new robots but like all of that stuff like i i'm sure monetarily it's a deal but truth is if somebody was like i want to get into pan o 
uh, what if I buy this? I would say you could probably do better by taking that money and buying individual sections depending on what list you want to play. You'll end up wanting to invest more money to kind of round out the edges of whatever you're getting here. Yeah. So it's, it's about 12, 12 euros a model if I did the math the quick math right which is not bad but remember one of those is like a winter four orc and like some fusiliers and there's like a kamau hacker there's a none tag, of these there's a tag in there too yeah, yeah there's a yeah, color, there's tag which yeah. is awesome but like uh it's going to be hard to make this into a viable kind of full strength list like as I a mean, starter army it'll be fine i mean I, when you well, the thing is is that you also have to remember and they actually it's on the title itself this is mainly for code one yeah. Oh, crap. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is more towards, you know, those that, you know, that that beginner style. Like, it's not meant to be like, oh, yeah, if I buy this box, I'll be good to go, you know. That said, to counter your point, Dexter, Mm -hmm. the Eugene collection pack are all very viable choices. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not saying... a full white banner army plus... Yeah, like like that that one, I think, is the winner out of the two. If you're going to start Eugene get the pack if you're gonna start pano maybe piecemeal it yeah but here's the problem though like if you hang out in the forums which i don't eugene's bad well yeah that's why none of us know. <laughs> there's like a, a meme about how like the most to, to translate that there's like a meme about how like the most um up kind of like resource used list which is yu ching they have a lot of really good profiles and models and miniatures and options like you very much have a smorgasbord of opportunity and then the meme is that uh yu ching is bad because of whatever like my guess is that they don't know how to play the list as well or use these tools <laughs> well to there's that there was but, that and also the fact that like every other faction when n4 came out Eugene, it just seemed like it just got like a you know a slap in the hand, and that was it. Everyone else got like the big hit, and mm. in terms of buffs and whatnot. Yeah, the Varangian Guard is cool. That's a cool little piece for some of these like other kind of offshoot armies. It's uh pretty yeah. integral to any list it's in. Most people who can take a Varangian Guard will want the option, including like the O12. It's a good piece for that army. So yeah. that's um, kind of- out of curiosity, between the both of you guys, and maybe also. Um, Dan and Dave, uh, those yeah. scenic bases would that be something that you'd be picking up? I mean, the 25s, and I think, I think, yeah, only the 25s came out first. So, so ironically, and this is this is where I'm probably gonna get stabbed over the uh mic. I kind of like those bases for my custodies. Nah, do it cool, yeah, because yeah, my custodies they, have the they um, great. they have that, the um, whatchamacallit, the uh, the sector imperialis bases, and mm-hmm. I'm looking at these bases right now. And the the one I guess what is it called the Alpha series? Yeah, the Alpha series. Yeah, they're probably, yeah, they're probably that's that's really really sector imperialis, like with the grates and the wires mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm, I definitely probably pick those up you, for my yeah. you know, Maplewood has some of them. No, the the, the, the twenty fives in stock. Oh, yeah. oh well, we, only, we only know forty millimeter and higher, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're yeah. thick. So that's why I play military orders. It'll go along very well with your uh, nameplates. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, I do like I the bases, though. I, th- I think they're nice. Um, Is this the first time they've actually tried to get into bases themselves? Uh, like this, yes. Like this, yeah. Yep. And these are also in the Siocast, also. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, th- little, I think it's a very a good look. They're Yeah. Bases, and my only complaint is they're not there's not as much variety with them. 
Like it's, I think in that it's pack of ten, it's five and five that are identical. But when you're standing four feet above a table, it's not super noticeable. You know what I mean? I'm, about, I'm actually going to disagree with you on that because wait, how many does it come with? Four? Does the forty four, mil come with four? Uh, the four yeah, the so forty mils, it's four. Yeah. To give you an idea, and this is not this is <laughs> this is me slightly slowly crying myself to sleep. When I was looking at resin bases for forty mil custodies, one resin base is around two fifty to three dollars. And that's for a 40 mil. So four bases like this would easily run you $12 or 12 euros, I guess, if you, if you want. It would run you 12 euros. Um, so that's common. Yeah. yeah. The, so the fact that it's 10 is actually a little cheaper. It's not GW cheap. GW, I find, is always has been like, because they, they sell those, um, what is it, like 20, 40 mil bases for like 50 bucks. And then you also get the 60 mil. So you won't get a better yeah. deal than that. But if you want something specialized in this, I'd actually take pick this up other than the resin bases because resin bases get super, super expensive very well, quickly. We're kind I've... of spoiled in Infinity because mm-hmm. there are a variety of, of scenic base makers and, and like officially officially um, licensed ones from, from Corvus. So like we're kind of... Uh, it's interesting to me that they put them out when there's already so many other manufacturers out there. Yeah, I'm like really nice. Job. Yeah, I, I was really wondering about this to be honest, but you know, I don't think it's a direction the company needs to go. I think, like, I think it's cool that they offer it. Um, to be honest, like, I know, I, I, I don't know if I can say my like the I, I buy from like Death Ray Designs. Um, yeah. and I think that like I look at their site and I'm like, even just now, they have 14 options of a mix of. 50, 40, and, and 25 mil. So, like, I've used them. I found that in bulk, they work that way. If I was going to go down the GW route for a army, they are also probably somebody I would do. I find that they're, like, reasonable quality. They are limited in the design because it's acrylic, so it's, like, layered product. Um, mm. So you have to be aware of that. It's not like this, like, smooth, even, like, like the, the what they offer with this in, like, resin bases is, like, a pipe can actually exist in it. Whereas with this, it's a lot more like textured shapes and like panels kind of stuff like that. So there's mosaic cool things that you can find that I think are creative. It's true. If you want to add like a pipe or like something, you'll have to do the guitar wire route and do something along those lines. Um, But the thing is that like, if you're not in love with these, there is something like this that you can also find from other retailers, that, them just being one of them. So I think I agree with Keenan that there, we are spoiled in this game for that option. So it is interesting that the company is like spending some time doing that. But I also think that like maybe this is an option that they have now that they have the thermoplastic. And you know what? If it means that they're expanding their range, then all to them and they can do some cool stuff. I would love to see what they envision as combine uh, army ground um terrain so that would be something i would be excited to see what their vision is um or even like jsa stuff something like that um they could really do some really interesting and unique stuff especially if it's uh i, I think we have enough uh japanese themed stuff in this game that we don't i would agree <laughs> but i'm just yeah. saying that never, like never you know Shinto shrines and stuff like that a little bit of more organic style uh, so you're not talking about like a noodle another noodle hut <laughs> I no, want please. I want them are more noodles. More noodles. Go to roof bases. Oh man! All right, so yes, the Kyoto roof. Yeah. I think I'm gonna wrap this one up just on the one more thing. Like I think the other release that I'm 
somewhat not going to be having fun with when it does come out are those Taiga creatures. I mean, now, why is that? <laughs> I mean, they're amazing, in my opinion. I like the way they look, but the thing is, okay. is that, to me, on the table itself, I think they're just going to be annoying as hell to deal with, because they're like little five-point um, buggers. Embrace that just run the meta, Dexter. Embrace the meta. Oh, you, you, you don't go against the meta also? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> but you're a Druze player, so, you know, that's yeah. always against the meta. <laughs> yeah. So, that's cool, though. They're, they're pretty. They're yeah. Pretty. I feel like we've kind of gotten ahead of ourselves because we've gone into all the meta, but people don't necessarily know what the game's about. Yeah, I'll talk about that. We'll talk about it. Yeah, I I will say that (laughs) I I did look up the the death ray design, the bases, and I'll put that in the episode um, notes when I release it and all. But no, I I think they do actually have some very nice looking bases, and I think Infinity I think is also helped by the fact it tends to be a smaller model count. So the the concerns of the base on this model is the same base on this model or that overlap isn't so much of a concern, um, especially if you're potentially maybe a little bit particular with who you put on what base, knowing maybe either types of list that you might run or anything like that. But well, um, the, the just always has been, you only need 10 models. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's a lie. It's a bold face lie. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can play with more than 10 models? Up what? to 15 in a list. Not with, do, do, Not with what you do. I don't. I don't understand. Do. How do you? What? How I've never that many nights in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I play invisible army, so you know, ten models is enough for me. That is a fifteen model count army. I took it to a championship. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just too lazy to go that high. I know. I know. <laughs> All right, so I, I think that gives us a uh, a good spot to go into our our main segment and actually discuss this game in a little bit more detail. So. Um, we'll see exactly how far down the rabbit hole we go with any of this and, and any way we need to break it out. But um, essentially, I figured, and, and one of you three can can decide who amongst yourself wants to do this, but what's the this sort of elevator pitch, you know? So for anyone who's not familiar, every pitch essentially is the idea of like a 60-second, you know, you're saying it to someone because you're trying to pique their interest suddenly. So what's the sort of elevator pitch for this game? Why should someone care? It's a futuristic sci-fi skirmish game where you only need 10 models uh, <coughs> only <clears throat> need 10 models and um, there's no downtime you're never waiting for your opponent I mean you may be just because it's your opponent but if that's the case it's waiting for them to make a decision it's not waiting for them to finish their turn because there's always interaction between you and your opponent and i use that term loosely because it's really more of a cooperative game even in a tournament setting yeah so my favorite my favorite analogy is say for instance you're a sniper and you see a guy walking by if it's any other game you're just basically just going to stare at the person as he walks by in infinity you're basically I, i would always ask the person if you were a sniper and you actually see a guy just walk right by what would you do and the guy would always respond, probably just shoot the guy. And that's literally how Infinity works. It's always your turn, even though, as Keenan says, like you know, the opponent might be still making a decision. Um, but whenever a model can see another model, they have a reaction. I would say my elevator pitch for Infinity. I think that's a good. Those are two good good answers. Um, I would say my elevator pitch for Infinity has more to do with. Um, it's very, 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 very crunchy. Um, there's very little downtime. Your decisions matter. 
And um, as much as I like to harp on it, uh, your play style can be expressed through uh, the profiles and the miniatures you take and the way you want to build it. So um, there are a lot of ways, when you get down to the minutia of the game, there's a lot of times where great players will have a discussion about a single unit and one player will find it very valuable and another will not. And that's not because of the strength of its balance in the game. It's because one player doesn't operate or interact with the game or, or observe their way of play in that way. And the other one does. And there are opportunities to really take advantage of those, those little nooks and crannies. Um, yeah, that's actually kind of true because I remember um, we were talking about this one time and the guy actually made a point of we could give you, quote unquote, the list. I can tell you exactly what to do with that list. Ulysses will play it one way. Dave will play it differently. Keenan will play it differently. Dan will play it differently. It's never the same with the same person, with everybody, you know, unlike in other games, mm -hmm. because it's not only just the list you're dealing with, the person's play style is involved, and also the terrain. The terrain in this game is very three-dimensional. It is not like, you know, flat, or like, you know, the highest will go is like a second level. You know, and there's other things that you have to consider, like outside occurrences, like hidden deployments and all that. Most games operate on a on a. Um, I go, you go. Oh, sorry. Yeah, or or in in terms of the terrain, that's actually a very good point. Um, most games operate on a obscuring versus like a concealment kind of terrain mentality, where mm -hmm. uh, to kind of have that discussion of uh, a proper 40k board or a Battletech board or kind of what have you, you're only really working on that one dimension. And in addition, it's really, do you have cover or is this completely covering you? Uh, and Infinity allows for a lot more gradation between that, not in terms of whether or not you have cover and can be seen or not, but in much more of the ability for little elements of terrain. So in, in, in a, a trash can or a street bench, in Infinity is a lot more impactful and its positioning uh, in the game because of its distance between corners and, and a few other details like that. And that minutia is a way to kind of grind out those extra points of value and not, and have it be impactful. And in addition, it is, like Dexter said, very, very vertical. You have to start kind of ex expanding your mind in terms of like, I'm going to move my guy up because it lets me see over this. And then in addition, I can see this line and that covers X amount of the board that I couldn't normally see if this was just a kind of two dimensional or three dimension, two dimensional kind of line of sight game. So it's a lot more interesting that way. Um, so those are like some details plus rolling like handful of D twenties is a very different experience uh, to rolling, like, you know, rolling five D twenties and kind of managing the, that risk and risk analysis for people who like to really crunch numbers and and work on probability and opportunity um, is very different from the D6 system um, and kind of like a base three uh, kind of skill set system of manipulation of mods and stuff like that to the dice roll. It's also interesting when you start breaking down into it and you start realizing what is my best decision here that allows for a lot more um granularity which is interesting so those are some details of why i think infinity is is deep uh complex and also allows for a different game experience it's just those those elements that we've kind of touched on i, I think that's something i've always liked about it. i haven't always been actively playing it's just you know, uh, 
I, I have a hard time necessarily sticking with one individual game. That's always sort of been an issue that I have. Mostly because I'll look at a model and say, oh, that's great. I'll build up a thing and now I got to figure out something to do with it. But it's, you know, it, it is an, it is a my turn and then your turn um, on, on, on the record, on the books, but that's not how the game works at all. And I find that is my problem with a lot of games out there now. Um, Age of Sigmar is honestly about the only game that is purely like it is my turn then is your turn that i'm okay with because there is more interaction than there used to be there is some other things but infinity even though it's not one model after another in terms of our activation might you think from one player to another it has that feel because when i'm doing something you are paying as much attention or more attention to what i'm doing than i am even doing and you most likely you know are going to have a reaction or something to what i'm doing you know, because sooner or later, all war games come down to you need to actually be able to, you know, take the point, shoot someone, do something like that. And if I'm doing that, you probably see me, can react, or there's other ways you can be noticed, maybe than just sight. But, um, all right, that sounds I know, good. I, I mean, I I have to agree. It's 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 weird because one of my favorite games that I've kind of gravitated to as an older person is oh geez, older uh, as a as I as I grow older in the hobby let me rephrase that uh is is alternate um alternate player games or alternate turn games so that I go you go yeah alternate activation kind of like Titanicus where it's still you know I go you go to an extent but we're activating squads essentially yeah. but infinity takes that to the extreme where it's literally yeah it's my turn but you are quite actively but Something that I don't feel like any one of you said, though, is what one of the big selling points also for Infinity, and this is what got me originally into the game many years ago, I think I started playing in N1, and then I played N2, and I kind of dropped off a little bit, and now I'm coming back because, oh, God, they More released night, boys. Oh, my God, the chubby knight. I just love that Sepulchre Knight so much. God, I hate myself. He's Why an do I do awesome, this? cool, interesting. I sold all my materials and value. Yeah, I, I vowed never to play again, and then they released. I saw the Sepulcher Knight, and I'm like, "Why do you do this to me?" Um, no, but just that's when you my think point. Out. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, just when you think they're no, but I think yeah, it's, the game is cooler. But honestly, the models just look amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I forgot who mentioned this before. I want to say it was Ulysses, but someone said before that like you, you just browse through the range and you're going to find something. Yeah. Like I picked up military orders because it was what I knew, and they didn't really change much from what I used to play. But I mean, I talked to Dexter. I was going to play monkeys. <laughs> I was going to play Morats because, as goofy as those guys look, they look awesome in my opinion. Monkey's they look strong. great. Oh yeah. my god! They play. You know, just embrace the monkey. You know, I was so ready. And then I just picked up military orders. But um, like the you just kind of browse to the range and. They look different, and they have different feels. Like, yeah, sure, you have Yujing heavy infantry, and you have, you know, Pano heavy infantry, but they look completely different. You know, they look completely different. There's a style to them, and that's what kind of wraps me in. So, like, the knight that I was about, the Holy Sepulchre Knight, is a massive model. I want to say he's on a 60 mil base? No, he's on a 50. Uh, in the middle of course he is yeah so he's on a 55 mil base he used to be on a 25 before that he got beefy yeah but he's just a thick thick boy he he, he decided that he found his way into the gw methos somehow and it yeah, came back somehow out. i have the original sepulcher knight too and it's hilariously different <laughs> um but no it's just he looks like like he looks now that he is armor five or armor four you know he looks like he is a uh, heavy infantry now how he's 
hollow projecting themselves, I have no goddamn idea. But it, it, that's the thing. It looks like an awesome model, you know? And you just kind of browse through the range, and you just find something, honestly. That's kind of like the big thing for me. But yeah, anyway. Well, what, I've, what I find with the game is that, it, I mean, it definitely, I would say overall, has a, a, a rather pronounced sci-fi aesthetic. But having said that, yeah, if you look through the different factions, there's a lot of variety to them, a lot of different look. Part of that is definitely helped by, one, the painting on them, just the actual yeah. paint job skill, but also just the paint schemes. You know, when you look at some of the armies, you know, they do very different colors, very different looking styles, different bases, even when you look at the the starters, to really try to sell to you, like, yeah, we're all sci-fi, we all belong in the same world, but my army can look exceedingly different from yours. And if you want very high sci-fi, hey, you got some guys here. You want a little bit less looking sci-fi, we have those guys. You want people, you know, who, like you said, look like a bunch of monkey men. Uh, we, we got that, you know. So still sticking with the aesthetics also, one other thing um, just to add to it. Um, and I guess Dan kind of touched it a little bit in terms of like just the nights alone. There is an itch that it, like, it will scratch someone's itch at some point. Like, because... A lot of it comes from pop culture. Yeah. You're gonna find something you like. Like you have um Aleph that's Ghost in the Shell. You, you like Poppy? Hocus they have Chappie and uh, Ninja. Exactly. You like um do you like Dune? We have Hawk Islam and also the Mara uh, the Reverend Moira's. Mm -hmm. You know. Um did you like for some odd reason altered carbon? You know, the, you have the bolts. <laughs> you have all and of also like the, the, also <laughs> like the, yeah yeah and you also have like um well, this is going into the fluff now like with altered carbon the stack we call it cube and it's the, basically the same exact thing just in yeah. a different name yeah i mean altered carbon is nothing like infinity though well you know obviously but like some of the things of it it's a clean aesthetic so um you're not getting like a dirty grimy uh, anything if you like sharp lines non-metal metallics not that everybody does that but like i i play a like um kind of dirty paramilitary kind of uh war crimes force no, you you play just a bunch of thuggish war criminals just yes <laughs> but <laughs> but for example that those min the miniatures that i painted took really well to contrast paints mm -hmm. um but i've also done done and seen many people just use those like very uh, opaque acrylic look, uh, very saturated colors. Yeah, and they're just like, like it takes well to that because their lines are clean, the models are designed clean. Um, so I think like, you know, I, I'm not a fan of the, um, the 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 like the Japanese kind of like future anime aesthetic, but they have really good. Just look at uh, a Kaisatsu Spec Ops. Uh, model yeah. that one's really cool. There's like the old gray fox ninja inspired with like three eyes, and then there's also um, models like uh, the void tango miner, which just has like oozes presence. So you can get a really good looking force, you don't have to go by the designs to be able to use those miniatures or, or kind of the design document. Um, it really is just like a lot of that. You, I never feel like I'm fighting with the model to make it look beautiful, which is also a cool thing about that. Yeah, and also you have a female monkey. You have a female monkey. That's all that matters. Yeah, you have yeah. a rat. Yeah, that, you yeah. ever want to fall in love with a female monkey? That there yeah. you go. And also, like in some cases, they do like the brains of it. Uh, Gutierrez, he like he likes to try to keep like history involved in it. 
So, like, there was, like, a whole bunch of stuff that I didn't even know about. Like, John Hawkwood, I didn't even realize that he was an actual thing. Like, I forgot yeah, how long that's ago. That's a cool story. Yeah, or, like, I didn't even know about the Druze itself. Like, the Druze was an actual thing. Druze yeah. still I didn't know any of that. Yeah, or... Exist, I want to say. They're yeah. not, uh... They're not filthy war criminals, like, the... They are not. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't think... I don't actually know anything about modern... Day. I mean, it's also the same thing with like the Akari. They're not really like ass, you know jackasses. They're just Chinese Muslims and whatnot. No, uh, you mean uh, is that the we, the <laughs> the shot the the no 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 oh yeah yeah you're right you're right the shot or the yeah the Uyghurs yeah. Yeah. yeah so um yeah we were talking about looks and aesthetic yeah so I just something that goes out. along with the looks though and like you're saying every faction looks different every faction also plays different mm-hmm. that's very like, well true yeah which which is cool because. There are there are a lot of overlap. Like you can have multiple factions that are good at so you have like pretty core principles in the game. You have like hacking and like I'm doing air quotes to my non camera. Like magic is like the hacking equivalent in this game. Yeah. Um and then there's shooting, which is, you know, a classic stat in a war game. There's close combat and then you know, there's other different skills and stuff that's added on to it, as well as extra rules like camouflage and deploying models that aren't on the table, like visually on the table, like hidden deployments, stuff like that. So, like, each faction, Actually, those this don't know, have strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Some may have better close combat, some may have better shooting, some may have better hacking, some may just have everything. But that's very, very rare because it tends to be a very balanced game where... Yeah. If your faction doesn't have, if you feel like you're missing something in your faction, that means maybe that faction isn't what you should be playing because maybe it's designed to not have that. That's a, that's a good way to put that. It it is intentional absences almost. Yeah. Like you are not, you are probably not supposed to do everything, and there's a reason why you are missing something. Yeah, you know, and like that's that. not to say you can shoot. You can't shoehorn it in. Yeah. Um I've seen Dexter do some pretty nasty stuff that shouldn't be done. But <laughs> listen, we We're don't talk about... we don't talk about what happens in the bathroom now, okay? <laughs> what happens at Rumble stays at Rumble. <laughs> There's a lot of non-linear linear elements of play, camouflage, um targeting models, stunning models that you like yeah. there's there's other ways to interact with your as opposed to a lot of games instead of a kill state or an alive state. Um, there's a lot of other ways to interact with your opponent or to force your opponent to do different things because of the other things that you can, you can, um, hacking and, uh, these like little flash pulse, like laser beam bots in the game that are pretty integral to, uh, stunning your opponent, um, because of the way the ARO system works, uh, sometimes you can, uh, and the way in which you interact with your opponent on the decisions you make. There's a lot of ways where there's either gamesmanship or this model is interacting in this way to force you to make a decision that is subpar for you because the other option would encourage your opponent to have a much more positive uh, option to oppose you. So let, I know that doesn't necessarily make sense, but think of it as like sneaky stuff, uh, stunning people with tasers and flashing their lights out is all, all real relevant opportunities in addition to saying... Um, 
I'm going to put this uh, piece of equipment here and it's going to in within the zone of control. You're not going to be able to bring this model in because I can interact with it in a very favorable way. So those are those are ways that Infinity kind of expands that as opposed to, um, hey, man, take an armor save. It's a lot more like I'm going to dodge here, even though I could kill you. I'm going to dodge because it advances my ability to complete an objective and so on and so forth. So there's a lot it's of that. It's a game of choices where every choice matters. Yeah, but, yeah. but just, just, just to add on to that, just um, I remember there was like a meme way back in the day. It was like a small webcomic of this guy int actually introducing the game to another person. And he yeah. was just showing him the intruder. And he goes, oh, you yeah, know, this guy has camouflage. He has MSV2. And then the guy just goes into this whole tirade, which is something that you'd hear off of, like, a 40K game. Right. And, like, basically everything that, like, you know, Ulysses said, there are ways around it yeah. in yeah. some form of way. And, you know, and like I said before, like, the terrain is 3D. Also, the way you think has to be, like, in a different way also. Like, sometimes you can't just go through, like, the sh you know, straight through the front door. You know, you have unless to like. Unless you're Mendoza. Unless you're Inquisitor Mendoza. Listen, he's too many points. We don't talk about him. Play HS is better. It's, and, it's, you know. it's easy to be dismissive, but like Mendoza does fire flaming Molotov. Yeah, no. Grenades at people, so. <laughs> yeah. And he's not like the worst. You just have to like. You have to build your list around him. Right, yeah. right, right. He, right. Got, yeah. he, can be, he can be warping, which is something that some, some players really are very good at that. Yeah. Like, I am not. I am not good at using an overpriced piece that is very strong at leveraging its effect in the game. I know that that's not a strong set. I play on a much more like trade-based game style. And so that's why I uh, uh, move to this faction or that faction. I find these profiles very intriguing as opposed to a model like um, Mendoza. You're not going to down someone's throat, which for those who don't know, it's... It, it's like a big last burly SWAT guy. Was the nastiest gunfighter mm -hmm. in the game. And I mean, it actually became even, nasty. I think he became even more nasty just because he's the only one that has he throws six dice at you. Yeah, if he's in yeah. Tunguska. But it's it's about like like uh, I may or other players may be flipping about certain profiles in the game when you're first uh, kind of entering it and say, "Don't use Saito or don't use Armand or don't use." Um, don't use tags, something like that. They may say something along those lines, but the truth is like all of these options are very viable. It just depends on how you want to approach the game. And you'll probably through kind of trial and error, a few options, maybe a few little bit of guidance, find your niche once you've kind of mastered the general uh, intricacies of what, what the game is, which is, which is to be honest, um, as much as I love infinity, for you know there i think it is important to stop at all the great things we say and say when you're getting into infinity you are getting into a system where genuinely when i started playing i didn't win a game for the first six months <laughs> you're gonna get and your like, ass kicked constantly at, oh, yeah. and it has a lot more to do with just like level of experience and the options you can get exposed to and there is kind of like a a gradient to that you're like okay my guy's gonna shoot at your guy okay maybe don't throw less dice than your opponent is okay cool all right now my guy is going to interact with a guy who can delay their action okay maybe etc and then kind of so on and so forth and you kind of all of a sudden level up in these small ways but it is a truth about infinity is like this is not a beer and pretzels game this is very much like a 
I make sure I get a sleep the night before when I play a game of Infinity because after a three-round tournament, I like barely can figure out how to order a pizza. But like, it's so satisfying when you're at that level. But it's important to kind of know that that is a real, real deal, real respect with the game. I think that like, um, kind of the addition change between AOS two and AOS three, where there's all these other states of like gameplay and transitions, phases, interaction that have kind of been leveraged onto these new players that kind of growing period is happening constantly at the beginning of uh of the game of infinity because you're just going to see the first time you encounter a specular killer is like you know the first time you like you the just first don't want to play the game anymore <laughs> yeah but like the truth is like what that is the level of moment is like you meet this piece that's like how do i interact with it how do i decide yeah exactly like these all these kind of like strange feel bad so I, I, whenever I'm teaching somebody new the game or I'm working with them who is kind of new and they, and they haven't gone through the paces, I like to kind of say, hey, you know, when I joined I, and started playing this game, I appreciated it for the wealth of opportunities I had and realized that my limited knowledge was going to mean that I really shouldn't look into the first li list of games that I'm playing and expect to have a competitive option until I start being able to speak that language of AROs, reactions, interesting profiles, camouflage tokens, uh, hacking networks, those kinds of things. And then you layer on objectives. So it's like, it's like, there's a lot to get into um, with the game in terms of what it asks the player to be at a competitive level. But in terms of interesting interactions, cool, unique moments, satisfying decisions, there is nothing better, no sweeter sauce. So and, I would say that. And I would just add to what Ulysses is saying. All of that is correct. And when you start playing, don't come in with the mindset of, I want to win this game. It will turn you off to it. If you're, if you're a competitive, if you're a competitive human being, which I think a lot of us are, if you come in with the mindset of I want to win this game, I want to get good so I can win, you're gonna you're gonna end up getting frustrated with yourself, maybe with your opponent. The better way to go about it when you're learning is to set little goals. Go into a game, go into a training game, find a rule interaction that you think is interesting and see if you can predict your outcome on that rule interaction and then try to initiate that in the game in some way, come up with the plan and have little goals in your beginning games. That'll make it more enjoyable for you. That's the one thing I like about infinity. Even when I lose, as long as I've learned something and I'm still learning stuff now, like it's an enjoyable experience for me. And if you go about it that way, when you get absolutely your butt handed to you, you're not going to be like, God, that game was terrible. Like, I can literally count on two hands, on two hands, on, on one hand, on two fingers, the number of games that I've had that I've, like, walked away from and been like, that was a bad game. Mm -hmm. And that was just more so state of mind and the one time maybe a little too much alcohol. I think few games offer. So I played a tournament recently that um, Dexter and Keenan ran, and uh, and I'm sorry for that. Yeah, I was winning until you left. That 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 was like a crime that was happening, 
and you just couldn't do anything to stop it. Sure. Yeah. Well, so my last game was very challenging um, because of the matchup and kind of the way the game operates. But the truth is, like, I can't think what I wanted to really highlight was that, like, I can't think of another game that I've played where I've said I made this decision two uh, interactions ago because I wanted to make sure that your miniature here could not have this opportunity. And that kind of like follow through and path of execution doesn't exist very, very, it's it's just very rarely in many game systems. And Infinity offers that in spades. I usually am thinking at, at my level of play right now, and I think at most people who are looking to play it semi-competitively or with that competitive bent, um, if you want to be approaching the game much more in that like structural decision-oriented way where you start saying, I have to win this 50-50 role two decisions ago so that way I could be in this position here and I need to, you know, kind of that like forward thinking. It's a lot less than Just I'm going to kill you. Yeah, I'm yeah. exactly. Ex actually, that's a really good way of, of approaching it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe for me, I, I haven't really played chess. I'm a checkers guy. Um, but oh, me, it uses the same concept, but no, I, no. I, I think I, I think, think it highlights. So this is I originally had this at the bottom of the notes, but I think it's good to bring up now, so that way someone doesn't sit here hear all this cool stuff. And then, and I agree wholeheartedly with that idea of you, you're gonna your first ten games. You know, let's let's you know, assuming not crazy dice rolls or or things like that, obviously. But say your first ten games, if you win one, like hey, great on you. That is potentially very surprising. Um, it's not necessarily that the game is always even has to be that it's hyper competitive. It's just that at the natural level someone has when they've played it for a while, they're going to be making good decisions. And this is a game where, you know, we, we can talk a bit of that idea of is it a fallacy or not this idea of all you need is 10 models. But let's say that's what you're rocking with 10 or yeah. even uh, add a few extra, let's say, have, mm -hmm. have 12. But if the you make some bad choices. You position wrong. You you turn the wrong way because this game has facing. Yep. You you make one small error, and that small error might be able to snowball into something very big. And I think that's, you know, if you're the type of of person who, you know, maybe at the at the one set you you want to be able to compete early on, or you want to be able to feel that you're making intelligent choices early on. That's not going to be this sort of game. It's going to be you know difficult in the beginning. You know, it might, you know, the hope is not to let it get frustrating or anything like that, but you need to learn from it. And as you go through and you learn more and you learn why they chose these models, you're going to enjoy it more. The other thing I will say, as, um, because we talked about a lot of the why to play, the one, the one thing I will say is, um, in terms of not necessarily why not, but in terms of one of the difficulties is, you'll notice it here when you play other games i find i have this unit and here's what they're called and i have these other things here since it's really a model by model basis with all the factions they have all these models a lot of them very individually named you look at a lot of their um, bigger game systems you know units have very similar names or it might be um you know this type of army oh all their things are named this with a word after it i can get an understanding like no when they start naming off things if i don't have the army builder open i have no idea what we're talking about i don't even it's necessarily true. know the faction you know i kind of heard the name oh kind of has this thing to it might be one of these guys let me go and take a look there so it, it it's it's a steep learning curve for the game it's a steep learning curve to play and it's a steep but, upkeep really because, okay because if you don't play for a while 
Mm. And I am in this category where I would go on long hiatuses. You lose some of that innate, excuse me, innate positioning skills and that like muscle memory of I need to do this so that three, three moves from now I'm not screwing myself. Like you lose that. Like it go for me at least. For some people, no, maybe I'm not. Sure, yeah. But for me, it's very much like a if you don't use it, you lose it type deal. This so, will not be your oh. casual game. Yeah, no. no. So let me. Okay. Yeah. It could so be. I, it could be though. I, yeah. yeah. It, so <laughs> you, let me. Look. You could be casual with your friends in terms of we're gonna sit here and play and we're gonna have fun and like oh if I move here that's like a bad idea right yeah like we can play casual in that way but I to me if you want to. And again, that's not necessarily a great idea or worth that way. But if, if you want to actually play the game, yeah, th- this is going to be the game. You know, you try to really get into it. I think. I think the problem is the problem is if you say that you're playing as a just a quote unquote casual game, yeah, it's going to turn into that. Where's the rule book? Because you know you don't mm. pay it, because yeah. you don't know the rules that well enough to care, and there's just so, so much. So listen, so I came in. And so I'm going to speak to like literally all six of your points. So with, with the, the, the idea of a, a steep learning curve, um, I came in in the N2, right? Uh, and this is back when crits were crits, not, not what they are today. This was, this was crits. Oh no. Yeah. I know Dexter shaking his head because I played military orders. You crit me. I don't care. I crit you. <laughs> but, um, oh, I love two wounds. But, um, so I remember playing one of my first games and I was playing military orders and I had um, a very beginner friendly like army to play. Uh, this was a uh, Joan. It was Jean Joan of Arc, um, Deferson, uh, back in the day. This was I think three Hospitaller Knights. So it was a, basically a almost a two hundred point kill team in a three hundred point game. It was like a block, if you will. And I played against uh, Brian. Uh, <laughs> this is my first game, so I was still learning hacking and everything. Um, and I learned facing that first game because he played, I want to say it was Ariadna, and out of nowhere, some jackass comes from the back line with a dual boarding shotgun um, and just mows down, like starts mowing down my heavy infantry with dual boarding shotguns. And every time I'm turning around, he's just mowing them down. Um, And I was just like, oh, oh, this was a good fun game. Let's try this again. So we re-rack it. And then I learned something that game, and I learned something that game. And about 10 or 12 games in, I'm starting to learn how to play my list. And then I add something else to the list. I, st- I think I added a Seraph, and then I learned how to play with that. So it, it's, it, it's steep in a way of like when you're first playing, it is somewhat hard. But if you keep playing your army and you keep learning their, 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 their jinxies, it actually becomes somewhat, you, uh, it becomes habitual. You start doing habitual things. Like you start playing against someone who throws down smoke in your military orders and you don't have a, well, I don't know why you wouldn't have a multi-spectral visor, which you can see there, but like, you don't have one. You know how to kind of start positioning your troops so that hopefully they don't pop out of smoke and stab you in the neck. Um, but uh, in terms of like upkeep, I 100% agree as well. Because I dropped the game at the very, very beginning of N3. So this would have been, oh god, Dexter can remind me. When, when when did N three drop? Jesus, like was that before? Like eight years ago, almost now, right? No, um, no, uh, no, 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 no. It, no, it came out uh, twenty fifteen. Oh, so oh, I did play through N three. Jesus, so I played through N three, and then I dropped right around when I sold them. It was literally about a year before COVID hit. Um, and I was picking it up. Now I'm reading the rule book, and it's 
amazing how much the game actually slightly changed. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's almost, it sounds stupid weird to say this. It's the same core concepts, but it's almost a different game. Right? So one of the first things I uh, saw was that crit change. Right? That was the biggest thing for me. Where I was watching, I, I like to learn by watching YouTube videos. So what I saw was the crit change, which happened, I think, again, that one, I don't know how long ago it happened, but I saw that happen and I saw it again. I'm like, wait, he didn't take an auto wound. What do you mean this is an extra, an extra damage roll? Uh, and I kind of saw that. I was like, oh my God, this changes the game immensely. Right? Um, and it's stuff like that that you kind of lose if you kind of stop playing for a little bit. But it's, again, it's easy to pick back up. Only because the core rules are still there, the range bands are still there, the the plus three minus three, you know, minus six is still there. It's just certain things have changed that kind of make you change the way you play. But anyway, but yeah, the infinity mindset is very um, transferable once you've learned it to other games. I would say um, it is demanding and like let's be honest like if you're talking to a guy like off the street looking to play a miniature game and you're like dude you're gonna lose your first 12 games easy don't even worry about it like after that you can change your expectations that's a huge ask to ask somebody like without the correct context of like it's not really about like winning games it's those little little elements that'll get you through to that first part you'll be like i've learned how to make this decision better and i've learned how to interact with my opponent better and oh i finally defeated that speculo and then i realized that it is an impact on what my opponent was able to in, uh, interact in with the game and so i can change on this nexus and move and so on and so forth right but the point is that like it is a real big ask but I found that the skills and the knowledge and the way I approach my game uh, can be applied to any other game that I approach uh, or want to take up and feel like it is a valuable level. I feel like I leveled up as a gamer in general when I became better at Infinity. Hmm. Um, And I think that that's like, it's not really like a selling point, but it is something to say like, this is a good skill set you're going to have to learn in any medium in terms of like order activation, transition playthrough units objective play um all of these details in terms of like specific profiles handling overpowered units those kinds of things um and uh and game plans a b and c so i think that like those those skill sets which you learn in other games can be applied from infinity to other games as well in in a very much more structured and and and, and tangible way as opposed to like Malifaux or something. Not Malifaux's bad, but just... <laughs> I haven't I tried mean, in the third played, edition, so it could be bad. You play Malifaux from time to time, correct? Uh, me? Like, you're, huh? you're not knocking Malifaux because you think it's a bad game. Like, you played it. Yeah. yeah I was do. like, yeah, yeah, Summer Thief Jones, let's go! Woohoo! <laughs> um, but, like, no, like, it's not... What I'm saying is, like, the card system and the mechanics and the way that, like, that hero-based combat game um interacts is not necessarily as tangible as some of the skill sets of like i need a game plan besides uh well i mean i guess if you're dexter you can just be like ajax kills you and then that's it but like everybody else <laughs> i mean that's all you really need is just ajax yeah you like plasma but like yeah so i i just want to like highlight that like you i think it's important to enter the the game um 
if with you the right are expectation. in it, yeah, with the correct expectations. Thank you. Yeah. It seems to me too, and this may be an unfair statement, but it seems to me too that it's more of a older player base that gets into Infinity. Yeah. And I don't mean like I don't mean like older, older, but I mean it's more grad students and people with families and people working crazy job like it's it's very much a game that it's a real dichotomy of a of a situation because it's a quick game to play like physically it's a quick game to play but there's so much mental investment in it but there's something about it i think maybe it's the price point when you first get into it and more people have more responsibilities and less money on hobbies, so they pivot into it. That's kind of how I got into it. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's just a... It satisfies a different itch than a lot of other games that maybe when you're a little a little older and a little more tired in life, like I am, now that I'm all old and bitter. Are you okay, Keenan? Please. <laughs> oh, no, you're, 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 you're barely 30. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, you're child. I know Stop what you're that saying. talk right now. See, nobody saw my face before this, Dexter. They didn't see my face, and you had to ruin it. No, you know what the funny thing is? They've seen you. You just don't know them. I, <laughs> you know no, 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 no. I, I, I recognize, I recognize your faces. Uh, I just uh, don't know if you knew who I was uh, without without seeing a camera. But no, it's it's one of those things where I feel like it's as life gets a little crazier and there's less time for hobbies and personal things like this tends to be an easier game to pick up because there's a lot of mental energy that you can invest in the game while you're doing other things. Like let's say you're doing yard work or you're, you work in a job that doesn't require a whole bunch of me- mental energy. Um, like snow. Well, it's a different story entirely. <laughs> you shouldn't be paying attention. I worked at the sheet metal whatever. cutting factory and all yeah. of a sudden I saw you like, how uh, can I cut three SWC off of my list so I can include the new three While you're stacking bags because you're working an airline going, man, how can I fit this model into my list? Well, no, but what I'm saying is Infinity is a game that you can consume a lot of time with and a lot of mental energy, but it doesn't necessarily need to be something you're in front of the table for. Like it's, uh, yeah. I don't know. Keenan yeah. makes a good point about it because uh, one of the things that Corvus Belly, Belly as a company, and I think it is good to kind of transition to talking about Corvus Belly as a company as well, because it sure. is a different experience. I mean, everybody's used to like the abusive shoe hitting boot heel <laughs> company that, uh, that um, that games workshop is workshop. right and i'm not saying that and corvus belly i guess has its problems um but as a company i find them to be um fairly modern in their approach at least reasonably they have their their rules free online you can go and check them out while we're blabbering on this podcast you can go to infinity uh army the army builder the infinity army builder start building armies to every profile you it download it on your phone for free yeah. also yeah. so so when you're like taking your rest break at your at your at your job at the sheet metal factory which is what i do or taking um, a shit yeah <laughs> you're able to very much like play around with these ideas and they're immediately tangible there is 
no barrier of entry for price point in terms of rules, gameplay, uh, your ability to look things up, none. You're net, so like you're not making links or doing other things that a lot of games are have access to, but it's incredibly easy. And like once you found Infinity Army, Comlog, all of the resources for the game are available all the time. You can, you know, instead of looking at TikToks all the time, you yeah. can be you can be looking at your Infinity Army and say, you know, Dexter will, Dexter will say to me, he'll be like, hey. What did you think of this profile in your list? Or what did you think of this guy? And then immediately it's like a week long process of me managing different ideas. I mean, this is us on a daily basis. Like I always yeah. ask you something like, hey, what do you think of this? Like every single time. The but answer it, is like, it's trash. It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, but it's, the like meme. it's like that meme of, of the hu husband and wife in bed together. And she's like, or girlfriend. And he's thinking of other together. women. Yeah, it's like, it's like, <laughs> ha, it's like USC said. How do I shave three SWC off this list? Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, it's, it's, yeah, it's like, do I really need, like, oh man. It's, yeah, so it's, it's, it's actually really, um, engaging and because there is the, the, their, their, their tech savviness is a little better than most companies. Um, and their, and their willingness to, to, it's yeah. Very accessible. Like it's, the, the actual owner, owner operator, like the, the, executive officers of the company are present in the community which is that's a, that's a rarity in a lot of yeah. miniature yeah. games nowadays it like, seems yeah. i mean like like obviously as you said like the big thing is that like you don't have to carry around like five books just so you have your you know your rules oh, yeah. you don't need to get yeah. like a, a, you know whatever the equivalent of a white dwarf for, for covers belly would be because you know that's the only way you can play your army you know uh it's just, in my opinion, I just this is the reason why I like playing the game so much. Like, I mean, let, I look, okay, so, again, you know? personal personal thing here. You you look at okay. So I bought I, my three hundred point army, right? And it's not the best army. It's not a tournament army, but it's something I wanted to buy. I bought a military order starter box, and literally just to round off the list, I bought the eh, he's somewhat ugly, but the the uh, Montesa knight on a bike. Oh That's, yeah. Oh God, his helmet. I, I will try to fix that helmet no matter what. But um, that's 300 points. That's 300 points. I have the rules online for free. I have the army builder for free. And I bought myself, what, what's the box? 80 bucks for the starter yeah. box? Yeah, you're probably and then in what, one night, paid 80 yeah, yeah, so Let's like say that, 110. Yeah. That's, let's not even throw in discounts, whatever. Took me 110, $120. For a three hundred point army that I can play, it's, it, it's technically viable, right? The Montesa Knight's pretty damn good. I love him, um, but that one hundred twenty dollars to start a game, that that's it. Yeah, that, that's literally it. It's pretty. It's pretty great when you start asking people like you're. You're at the. You're at like. You're not at Blood Bowl team levels, um, but like I think that most people spend more on their Necromunda uh, or kill Absolutely. team forces oh, yeah. as most infinity players do on their entire wait life. wait hold on wait 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 though hold on there's the hidden cost because tokens there's some other you can <laughs> like any, like any good thing you get in you cheap can. you can yeah. make them for free <laughs> exactly well, I, 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 I made it to, 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 to go back to that point 
they actually do have a download section in the site to let you um, yeah. download it and then just print it out. You're right. That's how I did it. That's how yeah. I did it. I glued it to a wooden 25 millimeter bases. I glued it to wooden yeah. five twenty five millimeter bases. Yeah, so how what, I did it what, when I started too. So what did it cost? What did it cost? <laughs> Zero cost, baby. Woo. So I, I think that's a good thing to highlight about the company in general. And like, I think, I think it's a rare form in the, in these days. Uh, like I've been looking at Marvel crisis protocol and like, I don't, game. right. It looks like really cool. I, um, I don't know if the rules are free. It's there. Okay, cool. So, yeah. so like that just seems to me, at least now is kind of where I am with a, as a war gamer, that seems to me like, not like I'm willing to buy into a system, but being able to say, you know, here's some rules. Here's how a game, how a game plays. Here, go mess around on the army builder for like what your army would look like for free before you invest at all. Is like, it's it's really smooth and it lets you like start messing around with ideas and kind of seeing where you are. So so that's like kind of a good. I think it's a really good bonus. Like the first little taste before your dealer reels you in. Exactly. I, I, yeah, I think it's, it it's sort of um, almost a poisoning from the sort of GW well, because many companies now, actually, when you take a look, most companies mm -hmm. now do rules for free or they'll do them for free. But, hey, they also can sell you the book if you want the hardcover book or softcover book yeah. or anything like that. GW is sort of seemingly overall one of the last holdouts of you will pay us for our rules so much so that in their app for the newer for the newer factions, when you know oh you have blank special rule and it's your faction say special rule yeah it's locked behind unless you've okay. bought the book to unlock it in the app so i mean they yeah. they, they just said that first wait, wait 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 dave 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 yeah. if you play dark angels you need the rule book you Don't need dark the dark angels, angels. You, need, you need the dark angels codex you need the space marine codex because they steal from the space marine codex the units you need any white dwarf stratagems that have come out that add addition to it uh, how many did I get to? Rule because that's one, two, three, four. And I'm yeah, missing right. one. Yeah, I'm, or, that's right. I'm up to four. I'm up to four. I'm missing one. To do which most people do, I think you use a, a source that has it all, like Battlescribe, I or or, yeah. or something like that. So then I just have it all there. I print out my list with all that information, and I don't have to bring all those books with me because yeah. that is that is the um the sort of problem. But I I find yeah, a lot of other systems don't require that anymore, which is is nice, and I hope that they do change. But I'm glad that Corvus Belly does that. Because if you're not the 600-pound or 800-pound gorilla in the room, if you're making people pay for your stuff up front, if I can't even know what your game looks like unless I pay you 50 bucks to start, I'm not going to start your game. Yeah. I'm not going to know anything about it. It's you, know, you, can, you shouldn't do that when you're GW, but you can get away with it because I don't care what game store you go to. You can get a game of, of 40K in. You go there, you'll be able to get a 40K within two days. The unfortunate mm -hmm. thing is any other game you play, there might be community, maybe there's not, maybe there's a couple people who play, maybe you gotta find the right store. It's gonna be tougher, so lowering that barrier of entry is vital. Um, so, so uh, towards the history, as you said, so this is information I found, correct me on any of this, or you guys can fill it in. So for the company itself, they're, so they should be celebrating their 20 year, this year then, or have sold uh, celebrated their 20 year anniversary as a company. Uh, Dragon yeah. Lady? Model yes. or something, right? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think special yeah. edition model. Me, yes, it says yeah. it on it what year it is. Yeah, two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I looked up on their website because I was like, let me see what they say about themselves. Um, 
currently what they list at least on their website that they do they list infinite they do i know they do aristea and then they mention a manga that they do but when i clicked yeah. on it to see what is this about it gave me a 404 error okay so it's not it's <laughs> oh, yeah. first, first and foremost it's not a manga it's okay uh, it's a that's what they called it though on their website they even it's said oh no 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 Oh boy! I was waiting for this to happen. I was like, "Yes, he did it." It's a graphic novel. Yeah, sure. That is stylized like a manga, and for us uneducated on Swedish <laughs> people, it is a manga. But if you are a weeb, is it is not a manga. I'm okay with if being it, wrong. Listen, I listen, if, it doesn't, on their website. if it doesn't scream at me when I look at it from left to right, telling me I'm reading from the wrong direction, it's not a manga. <laughs> they do supplemental content as a way of kind of uh, injecting new profiles and kind of pushing the story along yeah. for the game, which are good. Which are which are good things. The the uh, outcast and then the betrayal. I think are those are those two little elements they added a lot mm -hmm. of interesting profiles and a, the ability to kind of shake something up as well as tell kind of a story in the universe which is really cool. Yeah, um, they're worth picking up. I think they're I think twenty bucks a piece. About yeah, about yeah, and they they're, both come with a model. If they they still do, them. I'm not sure if they still do. Oh, they, yeah, I mean they the, the truth is they're more on like the Kickstarter game. So to yeah. to supplement that other content. Um, they did Defiance, which was like this huge kind of like big deal for the company. It like it's basically percent. Yeah, it's 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 huge. It's a different kind of special game. Kickstarter exclusive. They injected a lot of new profiles into the game. That was really cool with it. All these miniatures are really cool, characterful, and interesting. But there was I one problem really, with it. Uh, so yeah. If you are if you are now if you are a board no. gamer, you would not want to pick it up because everything was in metal. Yeah, uh, and assembled and everything yeah. like that. Yeah, board yeah. gamers hate assembling models. They want everything already pre-painted. Everything like that. No assembly, no paint. Mm -hmm. No, I think the which part is one suck it, nerds. The yeah, new, exactly. <laughs> the exactly. new one though is Tag Raid, which is um, you know, they're done kind now. of trying to be experimental. Yes, it's done now. Done. Um, but they're they're. I think they envision doing this pretty regularly over the course of like. Year, year and a half, depending on how kick these Kickstarters work, they're wildly successful. It allows and gives them funding and a reason to do older models uh, as part of your Kickstarter. So one of the savvy things they've been doing is saying, if you buy this bundle, you can also get these models that we're only going to print for this bundle that are out of print. So you'd be like, oh, the old Dragao or something like that. I can, I don't know if that's an example, but it's an old model that's somewhat sought after um they they will print you can buy it at retail without a huge markup on the secondary market so you'd get it at 35 bucks or whatever the tag would be worth add that onto your kickstarter they'll print it out and it'll be a part or they'll they'll um they'll they'll, they'll cast the model and then they'll it'll be a part of your kickstarter which i think is really savvy considering like it's between they are a large-scale company that kind of can be criticized for saying why are you doing a kickstarter if you think that this is a viable product you really shouldn't yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think that there's a little bit of that criticism but i think they've um at least for me in my eyes i mean i haven't kickstarted either of them mostly because i don't need the models 
um, for for what they're offering. But um, to be fair, I think that it's a really considered like if, imagine if GW did a Kickstarter and then they were like, oh, what's like a really hard. Um, Let's say they did a Kickstarter about, let's say, Tau versus uh, Chaos Space Marines. And then in that Kickstarter, they were like, by the way, if you throw us 50 bucks, we'll give you a Sisters of Battle squad that you can't find anymore. Um, I, I think, like, I'm trying to make, like, a, a corollary of something that doesn't exist. Caster. Uh, they'll give you a Caster. Yes. Squad. Okay, that's actually a really good ver- example, yeah. like a Caster squad. Um, I'd do where that you're in a heartbeat. Right, and so, so sad. They- <laughs> I sold my cash again. I don't even play 40k anymore, and I'm sad I sold that squad. Yeah, it's like throwing gold out the window. <laughs> I, I just think it's like, but I, but like, I think that that's kind of savvy. I think that GW, if they followed that model of of an opportunity, um, that would be very interesting for them to offer. Um, I know it's like not realistic, but just as an example, they are going the Kickstarter route as a way of funding their supplemental content. You can think what you will about that, them being a, a company that is producing many, many miniatures and et cetera. But being, I, for me, I'm like, oh, they can do the Azrael. They can do uh, some of these other miniatures that just aren't really accessible anymore in an easy way. Um, and I, mean, I think do that's price a really good cool though, with that. Yes. Which is. Well, out of curiosity, do you think that if, if the thing was still going on and they said, hey, um, here's another thing you can buy, and it's the tick belong. Do you think that would probably like skyrocket and scale the sale a little more? Probably. Uh, absolutely. I think they're saving that. So there's a very famous, uh, very good profile for uh, Pan Oceania, yeah. and it's called the tick belong. It's this like really fun, like uh, cool climbing uh, tag, which is these like giant robots that you'll see. Um, they're interesting profiles. This is a particularly good one, and any list that can take it, uh, it has a lot of it has a lot of upside and it's very valuable to good players and mm-hmm. kind of bad players. It's just kind of a fun model to play with. Um, so very good. Yeah. And, and they just haven't reprinted it. It's like one of the number one things that like, I think that they should eventually, because right now I just saw a special edition tick belong, which was part of an $80 set as part of two robot tags. Um, yeah. The Where special edition. Go buy that right now. Yeah. The, the, the special edition itself is um is worth like a hundred and ninety dollars as for one miniature, which is like a nuts Dex, price. Do you want the one you so, you you traded me back? Well, I mean, you still owe me. Well, you still owe me for the trade, so you're not even done yet. Yeah, so I know. But I sold like an out of print. I sold my out of print Ulan tag uh, for like eighty dollars, and I think that that's like a very fair market yeah. price. I don't think I'm gouging anybody on that. I mean, whatever. If somebody feels that way, that's perfectly fine. But I'm like, I think that like that is like a reasonable price for um, for that miniature because they a have very a very desirable miniature that you can't yeah. get any other way. So them being able to tack on stuff like that to these Kickstarters, I think is a very interesting. Uh, if I was buying this Kickstarter, I would definitely be looking into something like that. Um, as a as a supplement, yeah. just kind of as a fun way. They, you get a million miniatures. It's it's a pretty good deal, I think. I guess, but um, but them kind of doing right, that yeah. as a way of get a working like, out of it. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and, and in general, kind of credibly being able to um, to to tack on these things and find a reason to print these out of print models. It's pretty cool. Better than like the made to order kind of like cycle of like, do you guys like wood elves? 
Well, we got one of them that's reprinted along with like three other like Valton characters and stuff. So like, I think that that's really cool. Um, you know, I'm not, I, I, I just think it's interesting. But, I think yeah. the Kickstarter is fair for them because I mean, we sit here and we say, oh, you know, they're a fairly big company. At the end of the day, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but no hobby company, GW is the biggest of them, but still at the end, it's not really a big company. When we think of when we say they were a big company, all, all other miniature companies are, are I mean, some are very small, but all the other ones are reasonably small. I mean, it, it can be a lot of cost. I mean, I'm sure they would love to be printing up any model that's currently out of stock because if you could, then that's money you could make. But they usually go out of stock because there's issue with molds or, or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we're still talking about a company that, yeah, they, they use this funding to be able to run the lines that they need to be able to get people the product they want. I mean, I, I give some shit to to Simon who does it because theirs almost feels like a pure pre-order system. But mm -hmm. if you're going to do it right and you're going to give me, you know, sort of a, a a new product that maybe you couldn't do otherwise, even if you're an established company, I'm okay with that because you're still a reasonably small company when all things are said and done. Yeah. Um. Oh, and so I'm I pulled up on their website where I got it from because I looked up like, hey, what do what do they do? This is on their what we do. And under Infinity Outrage, it says, Outrage is the manga inspired by the Infinity Universe, blah, 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 blah. So bl blame the Spaniards for any of my uh, my misgivings here. Yeah, get wrecked, Dexter. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at some of their uh, some of their add-ons right now on the uh, on the on the Kickstarter and yeah, like the Magarita. Well. That's nice stuff. Yeah, there's really nice stuff, but like the Magariba, the Oyuri, um, the old iguana, the salamandra. Nobody cares about the seraph, but like you know, the old uh, Azrael. Oh, some of whoa. these other tag stuff. What the you know, seraph I'm being a little incendiary here, but oh, what? Also, wait, stupid question. The tick belong used to be Tony, right? No. Until she died. No. Tony is the Tony, special Tony edition a, one. Tony, Tony, no, 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 no. Tony was, wasn't a tick belong, but a whole different one. This is a, a basic tick belong. I haven't played a, a consmento since Tony died. Uh, tick so belongs scary. are in MO also, by the way. Oh, yeah. okay. There's yeah. a military, but yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, you, they are, they are, they are the same somewhat. Yeah. But I, I, you know. Anyway, just something to note about things they produce and kind of your access to what their miniatures are. If you're kind of going in a broad spectrum of what the the company does and how you would approach what they offer versus other ones, um, you know, some limited edition models. The secondary market's pretty robust. If you're looking for something, you can probably find it. Maybe not immediately, but definitely. If you're um, looking for take... something, just email me. I probably have it in my basement. Yeah, yes. I mean, <laughs> uh, the amount of terrain that the Infinity produces on the secondary market is insanity to the point where people in 40K and Heresy actually use some of the Infinity terrain for like Zone Mortalis or Kill Team. It is insanity. Wow. Yeah. How oh, yeah. much terrain. Anyway, those bases actually fit in, in those uh, 25 mils. Yeah, it does. Um, there was one. Uh, was it? Uh, who was the company that I, I was at Mythicos, and um, uh, they were doing Space Hulk, and uh, to they used um some of the drop terrain. I'm trying to remember the damn company's name, but it's one of the companies that just produces drop terrain for Infinity, and they were using that drop terrain for filling out the Space Hulk hallways, and it worked really, really, really well. 
Um, sometimes the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The aesthetic doesn't match always. Um, you know, a noodle hut doesn't really make a lot of sense in 40k. Um, <laughs> but, um, there's like worlds in 40k. Yeah, there's worlds in 40k that are still feudal. True, true. You know, like they, that's the whole idea is when you have a hundred billion worlds, your worlds could be anything. One true, of the worlds true, could true, essentially true. be noodle huts. But yeah, no, um, <laughs> uh, like it, it, the, the terrain just, the, uh, the, uh, for example, when I was, one of the things I was looking for was, um, it was foreground. Foreground does some really great stuff for, um, cause I, I kind of like their stuff for Titanicus cause it's mm-hmm. pre painted or I guess pre colored. I don't even know how to explain that. Um, but foreground has some really nice things for infinity at the 20 mi- mile, uh, millimeter range. And it's just, it just works. It just works for 40k, and so people use it as well. So anyway, it's, the secondary market is insanity. And of course, you have yep. bases, dice, token. I mean, did we mention tokens yet? I mean, no. Have we mentioned? The, I no. mean, only, only in passing. So yeah, just, just to kind of mention to the people listening to the podcast. So you know, we were talking about like the free tokens you can print, and they offer it for free. But if you really want to go hard, and you want to have extra, extra fancy armies you can actually buy the legitimate like tokens for your army right so you can have customized military order command tokens and and tokens and so on and so forth the colors that for your army um and they're i think they're acrylic yeah oh, usually they're acrylic? acrylic yes yeah, yeah, they're acrylic. are you gonna buy each one so you can just put it like you know like their symbol and just use it as a base what why why would you do that to me why, 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 why? I don't know, because at one point you were doing clear bases. You might as well just do it, you know? Okay, first there of all, go. okay, I'm, like, poor now, because I, I had to name all of my 300 custodies. So when I recover from that... You didn't have to. You, you caused yourself a problem that you yourself could have solved. You were the <laughs> so cause of well, I mean, you, I mean, I'm yourself. assuming you're also poor, well, because you, well, you bought well. tickets along with your horse heresy um, ticket also. Then, okay, I haven't been to a convention in 20 years, um... I, 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 earlier that was a lie we talked about the convention oh, and you uh, both that, worked that, but we worked at it and i think that doesn't count i haven't been to like well, no it was like historicon that doesn't count ever uh, yeah shade the amount of shade no but the tokens like so like i said the secondary market is insane you can get these beautiful and they are beautiful um they they look nice like dexter has a set of them and i just i sometimes just stare at them because they're so freaking beautiful i have like um, three different sets just so yeah. <laughs> no i yeah. <laughs> They're expensive, but no, they're beautiful. You have the secondary terrain market. You have people who do custom dice for this for the game. You have people who do command com, uh, command panels. Yep. There are so many ridiculous. Uh, my friend printed me a three D printed command panel um, in red. Will I use it? Probably not, because I kind of want the worst little one. But still, like, there's just so much secondary stuff. Speaking of panels, what are the ones that? That Rich and George and all of them are getting. Oh, the Micro Art Studio. Um, oh, that's, that's what they're at, the Micro Art Studio? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They, they, that was a Kickstarter. Which, yes, it and was. The, the, the big selling point of this, and this is what like, I, I dared someone to come in with a cowboy hat with, is that it comes with a holster. Yes, it does. Wait, that's does what it, it does. It? Yeah. Does it? Yes, it does. Yeah, it comes with a holster. <sighs> yeah, it does. 
Yeah, they're they showing, it. and you can put your own symbol on it that you want. Like, you yeah. Your image oh. So basically, what like I think like Josh, myself, Brain, and I think George did oh, was we all took like waifu pictures and just stuck it onto where it's supposed to be. Oh, no, <laughs> that's why you saw that one time we were like putting like the like I had the quince, and Josh had um Evangelion. <laughs> that's what yeah. we were doing. Um, oh, you know, even besides tokens, you have the silhouettes, right? I think, can you still buy silhouettes? They're like those beautiful, yeah. Yeah, you can, yeah. You got the silhouettes. Yeah. You got the they three. Come, they come uh, with most of the things now, too, though. Yeah, because sil silhouettes are actually very important in this game. So, do they come with holographic projections anymore? Yes. Oh, God, please. Oh, no. I where is it? I'm trying to find it. I, I, put in, I put in the general. Yeah, yeah. The, okay, the acrylic, and I just put in about the um, the Kickstarter, so you can take a look at yeah, it. Yeah, it's worse. There's oh, a video. Um, oh, you don't have a chance to watch that, but later watch the short video they do, and it's. You ever see those old videos of like it's in black and white, and they're like, "Man, it's fucking hard to make pasta, isn't it?" And there's a person just burning themselves and just spilling their food all over the place. It is essentially that. It's a person trying to pick up tokens and just knocking models off the table and all kinds of things. It's great. It is, it is so good. The, the acrylic market is really expanded. It's really, really cool. Yeah. And I, I would love to see other games be able to take what Infinity has done on their secondary kind of developer market because I think they're just... Um, CB has a good relationship with distributing... And sharing their, not, I don't think they're like sharing their IP, but they're like, it's okay if you use our logo here, as long as you kind of. Not follow. exactly true. I don't know how much info Keenan can tell you, but. Okay, but I would say this is that like, I found that on the secondary market, if I want, I play Drew's. So if I want like a Drew's coaster with like Drew's command tokens and like all of my orders are Drew's. And then I also have like a little like. 3D printed Drew's uh, like a uh, little thing to like flick at Dexter across the table. Like I could, it, it's not like unreasonable for me to have all of those items that I listed be available to me in some form or another. Most of them from the same retailer. Most of them would be accessible and I can do like a lot of cool different stuff. They have like, yeah, it, there's, there's a lot of stuff there where like typically you would have to go through a lot of hoops by like taking a JPEG and then like slicing it, turning it into PNG, changing the transfer over, and then going to your like buddy who has his own laser printer and then like being like, hey, could you print out this like Torian Concordat symbol for me or whatever? Like you don't have to do that in Infinity. Like I don't think I've ever, there's so much available to me that any need where if I want to customize or make something my own, I would find it accessible. If I wanted my hologram, camouflage markers to be Drew's themed, I could do that. And, um, and there's a lot of options. I'm not sure if you guys, you guys know Gaming with the Cooler, by any chance, on YouTube? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so when he was doing, I, I, I think he's still doing his, um, if it anything, but have you ever seen his dice tray? I can't no, I it's a, So it's a small black, it's, just, it's, it's the small black trays that we have at the store. And it was um, basically a logo of military orders. Everyone's always asked about that picture, and Brett was the one that made it. And the thing is, is that oh. there's actually only two made. I guess who has the second one? 
<laughs> Dexter's, Dexter's pointing a thumb at himself. With two thumbs, there's now. FYI, it is the original, FYI. Ah. <laughs> Except no substitutes. Yep. Dexter, I'd also like to point out I actually hate you for posting not just the hollow projector, but very specifically the Knight of the Holy Sepulchre <laughs> hollow projector. Excuse me, I'm I'm what did I say at the very beginning of this whole entire podcast? I'm a war core. My job is to, you know, get you in. <laughs> it looks so cool. <laughs> There's a lot of really cool stuff like that. That that like level of customization oh and interest is 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 genuinely available. It, with very little, very little um, uh, difficulty in finding what you need is mm-hmm. what yeah. I would say, which is really cool. Like, I like building my own crap from like buying from Michael. I have my own dice tray. I just like bought like a picture frame from Michael's and like painted it with acrylic because I'm like a psychopath. But like the <laughs> idea is that I've just I mean, like you didn't paint it with human blood and body fluids so uh, no not yet but <laughs> yeah not uh, oh, carry on, man. <laughs> but the point no, no the point is that like the truth is that um they have a lot of the, 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 that's a really cool thing about it is that it's it's a lot easier instead of like like with battle tech it's a little more like what's going on here what am i getting what's this person getting this information from like there's a little bit more like um gregariousness with that but with infinity it it feels very legit it feels very really cool and like i'm not i don't i'm not worried that i'm like getting a recast model on ebay of something that i'm not worried about or like some cool art project that somebody has done and not like communicated with the company they've done a really good job of giving they're very they're very communicative with their vendors they're very upfront with their vendors Mm -hmm. and they are super willing to work with the community on some things Mm -hmm. um which is which is also cool as a company. It's 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 nice when you have a fan base that's passionate about it that can some of them can actually make money off of it by partnering up with Corvus and selling these things and it's cool even when people are passionate about it and want to do stuff and not necessarily have it be profitable for them seeing a company react positively to that Whereas another company um, tells you to shut down because your YouTube is might end up YouTube is um, going through all that. Well, not even that. Just like I mean, look at these media giants. It's the same sort of thing. Like I know, but I think Dan and and Dave know exactly what I'm talking about. I I know what you're talking about too. I just don't. I'm not entirely trying to throw all of the shade at the same company all the time. I have no, no problem doing it. I buy their stuff. Yeah. I get their shade alerts. I make a po- <laughs> almost every at least every other week of the podcast is about the stuff they do. So I'll, I'll I've no problem throwing shade because I'm st- I'm still gonna buy more cruel boys and stuff like that. Like yeah, that's what I was painting your... earlier today. I was finishing up my Marshmallow. I can, uh, I can gripe album. all I want. I can gripe all I want, but I still have a bajillion custodies. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. That's that's Are the you, American you're dream, the new right? Ones, there. Right. You're getting the I new ones. Point. Yeah, of course I'm getting the new ones. Why does everyone All ask? Right. Of course, and I have the nameplates already printed. <laughs> All right, listen, if I did 300 nameplates and everyone's like, are you going to get more nameplates? You're goddamn right I am. Okay? <laughs> Christ. No, so no. what you need to do next is you need to remove the heads of all your models and start painting those names on the inner collars of the armor. No, no. You, wait, you don't know what I have? On the bottom of each base is a QR no. code, and if you scan it, it brings you to a website that lists the 300 names of each individual. 
that's no, fine. But to keep it in canon, <laughs> you need to have it running up the inside of the armor, man. That's true. Can, 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 if you actually wanted to see it, it's actually pinned I, in the Reddit. I do really want to see it. Where is it at? Oh my! Uh, hold on. That's all. It's post, actually post, posted in the general. I'm yeah, hold on. Po- yeah, post in the general while we'll um. So in in, in the interest of not having us run much longer than we usually do. Why don't we um, go to a point, we'll do a little bit of just a, a, a quick faction overview. So if, if someone's interested, you know, the idea of, you know, what are these different, you know, factions are, even like say one minute pitch on them. And then if there's interest either from our end or people listens, and we can always do a deeper dive into this or any of that sort of stuff. Uh, do you just want us to do- on the clock. Do you want like, us to do main need- factions or- um, let's, 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 okay, with, so let's just, go with just an, just, Yeah, just an idea. There's 42 yeah. factions, nine are main, eight are mercenary, and then three to four of them are all out of print. So, yeah. the, the main factions is probably sufficient. And then yeah, you I would say, I would that say main, sectorials that go. That go yeah, in. yeah, because sectorials, that, that requires, I think, a, a bit of a deeper conversation. Even there, then you get into why might you pick one more than the other, where I think... Uh, at least in my mind, you know, when you pick a faction, they kind of have an overview, <clears throat> and the tutorials maybe kind of pigeon you in a particular way into that. But yeah, we'll just go over just the, the main ones, just like what they are. So, uh, actually, Dan's looking stuff up. So, because I'm just looking at it in terms of further army builder. Well, I was, I was just, just you know, all order. I was doing was um, all I was doing was tagging them to the uh, the post. Got it. So enjoy Cause, that. Because you, you mentioned, Dan, you wanted to men- talk about Pano, oh, yeah. I believe is what you said. I just heard him gasp. Oh, God. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> this is something to check That's out. That's incredible. Oh, my God. Yeah. The name okay. was a good call. Uh, that was a good call. to this notes, because Dan, Dan discussed it at length, and oh, I'll yeah, make yeah. sure I pin the yeah. post in the... Um, yeah, we'll pin it later. So, I'll, I mean, I'll start with Pano, and really, yeah. um, Pano is kind of the basic... Uh, okay, I, I was going to say the basic bitches, but they're really not. So the Pano big thing is... Um, <laughs> it's, they have um, great ballistic skill. Their willpower... Uh, it, they forgot how to push buttons. But they have great ballistic skill, and most often than not, their their the technology is up to par. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> There's no button to push if they're dead. Um, no, but their ballistic skill is great, and they usually have access to some of the more powerful weaponry, more powerful armor. And in Infinity, there's something known as BTS, which can shut down hacks on your uh, on your armor. So they usually have higher BTS. Um, I'll talk about the two subsections that I played, um, and the uh, decks. So we, we weren't doing this. We weren't oh, we doing subsections. Yep, oh, okay, just so do just main for now. Main. Oh, okay, we, so we can main, always yeah. go into that in a future oh, yeah. thing. Just oh, yeah, you know, yeah. so main is time. just higher ballistic skill, um, and for the most part, higher armor, higher BTS, um, and much more expensive. The less people on the field, um, but they, 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 they. If you're there in cover and you're shooting them, it's good, hard to uh, get them away from that cover. But that's that's piano essentially. Yeah. Um, the next one the army builder puts in order is Yujing. Uh, so, so Yujing, if it was the opposite of Pano, um, so where Pano basically spent most of their money on like you know ridiculous tech and all that, Yujing decided we're gonna work on our armor. So in that terms, they have the more cheaper end of heavy infantry 
on top of that, they have they're probably the more all rounded of of all the factions. Like they can mm-hmm. shoot pretty well, decent. They can karate people pretty decent. You know, they can hit buns pretty well. Also, you know, they have a little something something of. It. All right. Um, they list Ariadna next. Any takers? I mean, I I've dabbled. Uh, Ulysses, you have something you want to say with that? No, I wasn't sure. I it's it's um, yeah, I think you should speak to them. So, N four is a different beast, but traditionally they are camo spam heavy, which means that you're gonna have a lot of uh, a lot of tokens on the table instead of a lot of models on the table. Um, they are lower armor, lower tech, so you're not going to have a lot of access to the same toys that some of these other factions have. Um, there's a complete lack of mimetism minus six, which if you're a little familiar with the game, you know, um, is the more advanced form of camouflage. Um but what they lack in that, they traditionally made up in cheaper point value and stronger physical characteristics. Um, and that's pretty much Ariadna. I found Ariadna, just to kind of put one little point on that. So, um, I found Ariadna to be a very strong uh, place to be approaching the game from. Um, they have a lot of tools to them. And because of the way that the that camo markers specifically interact and the way that kind of it scales when you add more than two of them and that they have many options of what's underneath that camel marker. There's a lot of mind games and ability to kind of play with your opponent and uh, leverage advantage from there. So savvy players usually tend to find Ariadna a good place because they can make the best out of... Um, they, they're not low tech or, 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 or like weak in their options. Um, it's more there's no style. hackers though, which is something yeah. I forgot. And yeah. if an Infinity player listened to this and I didn't say that, I, <laughs> I we would lose all our credit. But they're exactly. very low on the hacker department. Yeah. I mean, don't think like cultists or like gene stealer cults in the sense of like they don't have technology. They do. They just leverage their game advantage from other vectors, and it's actually fairly strong based on the game. Like, like I said, it's more of like a skirmish style that they play than some of the others. Uh, they list Hakislam next. Um, oh, how well do you know Hakislam? So I, I I can't speak to it with any level of perfect, That's absolutely perfect fine. Uh, knowledge, yeah. but I would say that what I found, there's one player I want to specifically call out. His name is Perzan. He's a commission painter. He's an excellent community leader. Um, so he uh, he has shown me kind of how to play that list. They have a lot of pretty good technology. They have a high, what is effectively an intelligence stat in the game, which is relevant for objective pushing. They're very good at getting a lot of objective points in the game. And there's a lot of profiles that um, uh, are very well costed, in my opinion, and also have a lot of tools. So you'll find a lot of uh, toys to play with with Hakislam. You may not be the best gunfighter like on paper, but leveraging cover and a few advantages and picking the right fights and you'll be a very supreme force on the battlefield with Hakislam. And a lot of really good medics and doctors. Yeah. So resilience. Resilience as well. Yeah, I would say. Cool. Uh, there's nomads next. That one I can take. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> you know that better than me. Um, they're just the best faction. 
Um, no. <laughs> okay, podcast over, guys. <laughs> no, um, so uh, uh, Pano and Nomads are my two uh, have been my two primary. Um, but Nomads basically think of the Belters in the Expanse. They're very <laughs> scrappy. Um, they have a lot of variety. You can pretty much build a list to suit most playstyles. They have very strong hacking. They have some units that are very strong hacking. They have some very strong camo units. They're heavy infantry. They have one or two really top-tier heavy infantry. But um, predominantly what you get is a very flexible playstyle. And um, I would say they're a beginner-friendly faction in the sense that you could buy a bunch of models and kind of pivot into whatever style of gameplay you like. But they're not very beginner-friendly because they come with heavy hacking and heavy supplemental rules just because there is so much variety. Makes sense. Um, combined is listed next. Oh, man. One of the... Yeah, one, this is one of two uh, alien factions. Um... To be honest, this is like another one I don't really know much. So uh, uh, I I don't play combined, but my experience is that they are a relatively high technology faction. They have a lot of specialized tools that you can uh, apply and leverage against the opponent's advantage. There's a lot of times where uh, my hacker in combined will be better than your general hacker, and they'll have some other additional bonus or some other interesting element. Um, they're somewhat fragile in terms of when they do take a beating, and they're pe- but they have a lot of interesting pieces that um, that are very, 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 very good. I would say that they have access to a lot of profiles. They have access to plasma weaponry and some of these other tools that are just better versions of what other factions can take. They are paying a premium for it. Um, but they have ways to offset that. So it's it's a cool alien faction. If you want the highest tech faction, this is probably where you want to go. You'll have a lot of different special rules of like uh, Mnemonica and you have like um, these nano shrouds and stuff like that, which are kind of interesting. Um, and you have some interesting uh, profiles. And then you also have these little like dog robots that throw out, throw up on you and they are very annoying. The I mean, if you want me to add, it's very much like if you're thinking Warhammer or Games Workshop, very much Eldar. They're very finesse. Very yeah. They're very finesse. They have Eldar, like you have fire dragons are better multi, well, not anymore. It's different. But the fire dragons used to be the better multi-melt the space moves. <laughs> but that's what they did better. That that was their job. They played a premium, but they were just the better multi-melt the space, but not anymore. But that's basically what, that's the best way to look at it. Yeah. The, the 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 howling banshees versus the striking scorpions how those two units are very they solve very very different problems yes you'll find perfect. that kind of stuff in 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 combined army yes but and they're really yeah. cool they have like and i mean stuff. monkeys monkey they, they have fighting monkeys that's you're, you're right the freaking yeah. fighting monkeys that's that's, that's literally all you need to know all right, um, Aleph is listening. I don't know. Is there a reason Where's they list Dexter? them in this order? Because it's all it seems, seems random to me. It's not alphabetical in any way. I'm assuming they didn't have this order. So but Dexter, the, Aleph, Dexter go ahead. Aleph. <laughs> I, <laughs> go ahead, Dexter. Go do your Aleph. Let me do my Aleph. Yeah. Even though I'm not the Aleph player. <laughs> Ajax. <laughs> yeah, Ajax. But no. Um. So if combined is the highest, like 
basically points wise and for the aliens Aleph would be the highest in terms of for the human sphere um <clears throat> for the most part like everything is expensive it's, there is the elite army in the game mm-hmm. in a nutshell and um like one of the big points of them is the post humans that they have which can basically are like quote unquote one model but three models or up to three models and that could do like you know a whole bunch of variety of things in need be agent smith comes to mind wow he can yeah. like yeah. take over people yeah. um it's kind of like that a little bit more structured but the post humans are really interesting I mean, mm-hmm. and the lore wise <laughs> and the greek heroes yeah yeah they, they also the greek and indian heroes uh lore wise combined and alef are both technically run by artificial intelligences Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of similarities between the two um combined is a little more flexible than alef but uh alef is alef is another really fun techie faction uh they list tohanex and aren't they are are they still around they are there. Okay. You just they, can't just really discontinued in models. Just discontinued. Yeah. Got it. Ouch. Okay. It's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're uh, they're fun. Dexter, uh, I don't know if you wanna. You have more experience with Toha than I do. So basically, the Toha are, are the second alien race in the game. They're the good aliens. Yeah, quote unquote. There, there, there's like a whole fluff thing on it, but basically, if you want to have like an analogy to it, they're the elves. You know they're, you know they're very fragile in what they do, and at the same time they look like they look like they're from the ground, like they look like artichokes, which is the biggest um, meme that there is. Yeah, yeah. Um, very cool yeah. aesthetic though. They do yeah. have a cool aesthetic. I mean, it's not quite yeah. selling the aesthetic. It, it, you, you know, it, that, that's to say for for a person, but um, the big selling point onto them is that. When they first came out, they basically did something that I think only um, Steel Phalanx did, and that was making multiple fire teams. But you can yeah. only have like up to three, and that's like the big thing with them is that three is like a number for them. And another thing about it is that like the other reason behind that is also um, you can do a kind of like a mix and match almost. So it's not like before back in the day where you had to be just this profile in order to make a, a fire team for them it's like okay i can have this guy as my button pusher this guy's my big gun and then um this guy as like um like you know probably a backup and then i can have another fire team you know doing something similar but like in another but pivoting to a different um part like or as like a backup mm-hmm. so you know, they, 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 they hit hard but you know they will the second you even hit them once they're pretty much going to falter over Toha strike me as like, yeah, they strike me as like um, very, very old school Harlequins. I don't know where Harlequins are now in GW, but I'm thinking like 10 years ago when Harlequins were like, uh, like a, like an online kind of list type thing. Um, they, I'll be honest, my knowledge of the game is, is somewhat robust and like very much whenever I play Toha, I have the rules open and my, uh, my just, just the profiles open so I can understand what their options are. They have a lot of, um, vectors, which are similar to other 
uh, factions, but they do something different. So maybe they damage on this stat or they have this ability to interact in this way. So because the game is so relevant in terms of uh, relationships and decision-making, it's very different. In yeah, that. and also the other reason why they kind of went, um, they kind of stopped the distribution with them is um, because Toha doesn't exactly operate in the same way as all the other factions do. Like mm -hmm. they have their own set of rules, yeah. and that's what made it like such a big deal to a lot of people in the very beginning when they first came out. Was you know, like, like I don't know what any of these things do. Like, Symbian Armor was a thing back then, and then all of a sudden, the Pokemon came Fire out, damage. yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and then the Pokemon came out, and then the Pokemon got buffed like three, no, just eroded like three different times. And then There's they added a lot in, of evolution with them. Yeah, and then like Ferroware came out, which is supposed to be like another version of hacking. And now you got to know that. And it just it just yeah. became so much. They, they're an extra. Cool. They're they're a little extra, but yeah. they're they're a lot of fun to play. They're yeah. I think one of the most fun. Yeah, like this would probably be the white dwarf of yes of the whole entire online, in my opinion. Mm. Yes, and run I just run Janstar. I can speak on the NA2 if, if you yeah. would like. Yeah, so that's the next one to have up yeah. is the NA2. Awesome. So NA2 is like uh, is the mercenary faction. It's kind of a catch-all. So in Infinity, there's a lot of different sectorials. It actually doesn't have a vanilla version of it, so you are choosing from a limited list. They're curated with their own different elements. To speak of NA2 in general, um, you're going to want to... you'll Most of your profiles are nothing particularly special their basic unit called the brawlers is pretty much like an average unit all around and you'll find that most of your games involve and and strategies for these general factions is some cool something interesting gimmick or cool or interesting and then uh, a lot of just kind of average profiles that you have to leverage based on your knowledge of the game there's some cool stuff ikari is like space pirates uh, Japanese Successionist Army is very well its own kind of individual identity. Spiral Core is like the mercenary Toha. There's, so there's a lot of different options here. It's the all sectorial list, but basically you're playing a mercenary faction with a lot more flavor and a very specific bent. So while you can get, you'll also find yourself limited um, because you can't easily jump between these different sectorials. So you're usually going to pick one of them and treat it as like your army. That's what I do with Druze. Um, so kind of going into it, you can kind of mix and match between it once you kind of develop a collection. But I would say NA2, most of the time, you're going to have your gimmick. If you're foreign art company, you're, you're bolts. If you're shot, you have some interesting choices in terms of like the tools you have. But it is this, again, very generic mercenary company idea. Um, yeah, so I would say like uh, NA2 is you won't find anything that's like specific or killer profiles like in... The combined army or LF or Toha, where you have like some kind of a technology advantage or superiority, um, and they are all fire teams. So you have to be aware that you will need to learn how to play using fire teams and be good at that to be good at NA two armies. So, so would, some of the, some of the like the good things about it is that like I think like Starco White Company and it, um you can actually take like the two player boxes that are there and pretty much use that because that's where. You know, basically, the mishmash is between all these. Most some of these are like there is very, yeah, very important. It's yeah, that's like at least two to three different factions put together, and you can just go with that, and you'll be fine. And, and I would just add that 
it's a lot easier to come into NA2s if you already have a vanilla faction. Um, mm -hmm. Like if you're a Pano main, if you're a Nomad main, um, if you're a Yujing main, it's a lot you easier. Mean Yujing main? Uh, yeah. Yeah, if you're, if you're a, a, an old school JSA uh, player uh, from when you were a Yujing player, uh, <laughs> cough. Um, <laughs> but it's basically like if you want, if you want to go out and get ramen, but you also want to get a pitcher of margaritas, you'd go to the NA2 list. Like NA2 lists are usually somebody's second army. Almost a lot of people, if they're once they've explored a faction, rather than go into another faction, they'll start messing around in the NA2 sphere because it's That's... just two collisions of different armies. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, different, vastly different armies mm -hmm. together in one. Last and the last one they list is O12. <sighs> so O12 is probably the equivalent of the UN in, in like probably like what is it now 175 years into the future as it's called now. But with actual power. Yeah, but with actual yeah. power. Um they are basically the ones that created the Aleph and gave them the weapons also. Um so basically they're like the cops in the best way to put it. So yeah. like every model is has a specific this um task and they do like you know an amazing job to it like you have like the crusher like his whole job is to jump in and then forward observe stuff and at the same time he can still do other things like shotgun things along the way um you have uh nice mix of heavy <laughs> infantry yeah very like they, they're very all-rounded you know yeah, yeah. And, very all-rounded in, a, in a very good way in yeah. a very good way you'll find a tool to do what you need again without feeling like you're special like hawk islam and yu ching have like very well-rounded lists as a whole um but um i find that i find that o12 it is the newest faction so um it's still kind of trying to find its identity within this larger game um but i find that they shoot well, they do interesting things well, they have cool, unique profiles well, um, and also they're kind of supported pretty well in terms of the new profiles and, 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 and models. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Space yeah. Cops, it's cool stuff. Um, they still have a little bit more to flesh out, but but O12 are not a bad place to enter into the game. Yeah, it's uh, probably like the better factions to go into if you're starting off. Besides, like, Not too many, yeah. No. I yeah, agree, I not too many surprises. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that um, at least gives people a sort of uh, broad overview. And of course, yeah, there's a lot of, of, of finer strokes in there and all, but at least this gives some people something to look at. Um, so I, I think we'll we'll call it there. There's, I'm sure, plenty more we could say, and I have no problem having people on again to say the plenty more they probably have. <laughs> but um hopefully at least this gives people you know some sort of some sort of starting point if you're a person who knows anything of the game might not have told you anything you didn't know but if you're someone who's maybe looking for a different game hey holidays are coming up um maybe your christmas list is looking a little light and you want something else to get involved in then maybe we're giving you something good there um as always black I wanna... deals. Hmm? Oh, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of black friday deals coming yep. up yes oh yeah um oh yeah uh Anyone in particular that we want to mention, and I'll I'll put it in um, the episode note when I release it. So episodes, uh, as people know, release on Fridays. So we'll have it in there, time for Black Friday. But I know Warsenal is doing what thirty percent off. Yeah, thirty percent. Black Friday, it's like 
three or four days starting Black Friday? I think I so. Think I they know. go to Cyber Monday. Yeah, they're going to Cyber, Cyber Monday. Monday. Okay. Twenty six. Um, Corvus does like a week long sales, mm. I believe. I'm not sure about this year. Yeah, I'm not sure about Micro Arts if they're doing anything. I know Foreground, who I mentioned before, is doing twenty five percent off the terrain. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, I said since there, it gives me a, a few days before this releases. Um, I'll see if I can get, you know, there's probably other spots with good lists of this, but I'll see if I can put a few of them in there um, that maybe tailor themselves a little bit more towards um, this game. But yeah, especially at this season, you know, it, it's a good time to keep an eye out for things because people do start running uh, sales yeah. or um, some do sales or some like, um, like, uh, for a Malavo and stuff like that, what they always did, they never did sales, but they did, hey, there's certain things you can get now, or when you buy a certain amount, you get extra stuff. So some companies do it that way, but there's some good options out there. The Zhiguan district, if you like cyberpunk, is like everything you want it to be. It, you, like, you can totally see Decker in, in, in all that terrain, so it'll be good. Um, Very cool. And Blade Runner is what I'm talking about. As always, uh, I want to thank everyone. Yeah. Roughly two months. Um, took a little bit to get going, but you know we're actually starting to hit some good. More asking questions, anything like that. Easiest way is through email. It's trainkickersnj at gmail .com. Um, Also, I mean, our uh, Dan and I's both our information is posted. You can always reach out to us. Otherwise, um, for next week. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what we're at, so we'll see um, exactly what what it is that we do then. But and we will see, see you next time. time.